I just realized the. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a fun show. Okay. Uh, good morning. Sabaha, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. I just realized that I've been in the beginning first, maybe two minutes of this. I forgot to add myself into the show. So I wasn't looking at myself and realizing that for some reason, I think most people didn't see me in there. Um, good morning. Good morning. Uh, sabaha, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I, I want to say, you know, it's episode 46. Uh, it is this Saturday, the 14th of November. We are in the middle of November practically a month and a half left of 2020, hopefully for a better 2021. Uh, good morning, good morning, uh, Falafel, Mutasim, everybody, good morning, everybody. Um, I was actually talking for a few minutes, not realizing I wasn't part of the show. For some reason, I forgot to add myself. So short answer is um, the 13th or Friday the 13th had its own effect on me in its own way. I first didn't realize it was Friday the 13th. If you believe in in the superstitious things that go around the 13th of Friday or Friday the 13th, uh, obviously this could be, make sense for you guys. Uh, but I woke up in the morning not realizing it was the 13th and I was looking around uh, because I didn't get a chance to, I wasn't able to get in on any of the pre-orders. I tried. Uh, Ronaldo's in the check. Yusuf is in the chat. Good morning, guys. Good morning. And um, so I wasn't able to get any of the pre-orders. That would really kind of bum me out. Every time I try to get on one of those pre-orders, either the servers or the website or some kind of combination of things, just bonks. Uh, Walmart for a couple of days, for about a day or so, I think, uh, went through a different, a few different iterations of releases of PlayStation 5 units and where they were basically able to, you know, uh, like I think it was at noon at 3 o'clock and at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, obviously. So it was a setup on Eastern Time. Um, you were able to try to order a PlayStation 5, either a standard digital or a standard edition. But the site just barked. Yeah, like there was no way to get anything on that on that pre-order. So um, I tried, couldn't get in. So Friday morning comes around. I go on and I'm trying to look for uh, basically see if there was anything on the, on the Xbox uh, you know, Series X or anything on the PlayStation 5. Walmart, lo and behold, at about 5.30 in the morning, I wake up early, uh, had five units at one of the stores in my area, and it had three units at the other store, both within like 10-minute drive from my house. But it said that you could not order them online. You had to go into the store. And uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, yeah. And so Ronaldo, I, I actually think Ronaldo was in the same thing. He tweeted about that, basically that the Walmart thing was a waste of time. Although some people, I don't know how were able to get it. Um, I don't know if it was bots or whatever, but short answer is some people were able to, but I was really excited. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. There's actually units in the store available. Um, you know, and you're able to pick them up and there's like five at one store, three in the other. And the stores are about to open. So packed my stuff, went down to the Super Walmart that we have in my area, and I stood there. I got there at 6. And the reason why I'm trying to tell you guys the story is because this is kind of like the mood of Friday the 13th. So stand in line, get through, go go to the register, talk to the guy. And then the first store tells me basically that, A, we don't have five. Then they say, no, we have those five, but they're for pre-orders, so we can't sell them to you. And they bring the manager that gets into the conversation. At the end of the day, obviously didn't get one. It wasn't it wasn't meant to be. I went to the other Walmart and the other Walmart also had three, but had the same similar story where they said, you know, we told this to everybody. So it was just a bad, a weird way to start it off after a day of PlayStation 5 bonkers things going on with Walmart. So I'm just going to swear off trying to get it from Walmart. That's basically what I'm going to try to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah, so depending on where you guys are. Hey, Matt is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> uh Oh, okay. Hey, man. Oh, hey, jo Josh Quinones is in the comments, man. Hey, good morning, man. Welcome. 
Uh, Josh, if you guys are not familiar, he's also another uh, creator as well as my tech reviews. Uh, Ronaldo's in there, and, and Matt and Matt and Sam are obviously on the weekend, and Joe's in the comments, of course. Uh, yeah, so my tech reviews or Ronaldo's basically saying they did it 12, 3, 6, and 9, and it was always out of stock. Like you, you see it available, you click it, you add it to the shopping cart, you go through the shopping cart. I think the first time I was going through with this, I had it in my shopping cart and I was just putting in my card because it was in there and there's a validation thing in there. But by the time I put the verification code for my card, it would just give me an error and you try and try and try. By the time you go through, it just says that's out of stock and it just puts it as in not available. So it was truly a, a really, a really, I don't know how to say it, but it was just a, a bad way of just getting a bad day. Just every single time so as you said be 12 3 6 and 9 those were eastern standard time so it was 9 uh, 9 12 3 and 6 p.m for us here on the on the west coast so short answer that was my thursday frustration you know galore with walmart and then of course friday starts off with walmart saying they had five or eight units in the in the in the local region where i am and then of course as soon as we get to the stores nope sorry these are pre-orders don't know what happened with the website anyway Long story short, did not get a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Uh, but to all my friends that did get those, I, I do wish you guys uh, the best of luck. And I hope you guys are enjoying them. I see a lot of cool videos. Um, so uh, Rafael Rodin uh, is saying his PS5 will restock back on Black Friday. Black Friday is going to be interesting in 2020. Uh, we're about a week or so, uh, maybe a couple of weeks almost, away from Black Friday. Because of the current situation, because of the current restrictions, you can't have a normal Black Friday where people are rushing stores or people are standing in lines to get into stores. There's a lot of different issues. And one of the things that the gentleman said at the, at the Walmart yesterday was because of the current situation that they were not a allowing people to uh, buy them at the store. They were basically letting people buy them online, pre-order them, and then just go to the store to pick it up so that there is no rush on the physical stores because of the locations. So I'm really interested to see how Black Friday is going to happen this year. Uh, we're starting to see some deals. We're starting to see companies, you know, put out some uh, some promotions and so on. But that that physical location, the store, waking up early in the morning, standing in line, at, you know, the night before, and all of those things, I don't really see those things happening anymore, or at, not anymore, but at least not this year, because of the physical limitation. I mean, just going in yesterday, um, I was standing in line about an hour before the store opened up because, again, I thought they had five units. Um, there was five people ahead of me. There was a, a group. I'm not going to call them scalpers, but essentially a group that for some reason started with one person ended up with three people and they were talking about how they were going to be able to buy them and resell. So they were very vocal about it. Uh, but I was number seven on the line, basically. Let's just put it that way. Luckily, a few people ahead of me also were not looking for those. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. You're hearing my frustration mostly because it started on Thursday. Friday was kind of a weird day. And then, of course, today's Saturday. Uh, but, you know, it's not all all bad. <laughs> I, I do want to say I'm sorry. It, um, Sabah to everybody. Good morning. Uh, this is just my... Uh, I don't know, for, for the lack of a better word, a uh, just me venting, and I do apologize if it sounds uh, different than what you, what you guys are normally seeing here. Uh, Joe's still liking and loving his, his PS4. You know, I, I really... I'm a little bit torn between the two systems. The reality is, you know, there's you're either camp PlayStation or you camp Xbox, and I have both systems, but I don't have the PlayStation 4. So for Joe's comment uh, a little bit, um, 
I never jumped on the uh, on the PlayStation Five. Uh, that happened to me with Tar. Oh yeah, see, Josh went with the same thing. Uh, I understand why Sony don't make. Uh, I, yeah, I don't understand it. It's like a release of a, a highly anticipated system. They know it was going to be popular. They know it's the holidays. It happens every year, but it just happens to be that it, for some reason companies do not make enough because they want to make the demand go higher or make it go longer. I'm not sure if it's a uh, if a calculated approach. But at the end of the year, after so many launches, uh, so many devices, I mean, Apple at least finally is starting to pick up where you're realizing, you know, devices don't sell out right away at the at launch. You're still able to pick up a device a little bit later. Uh, it may be a later delivery date, but you still are able to put it in order. The same thing with PlayStation or even with Xbox. I don't realize or I don't understand why is there a limitation where only a certain number of units can be ordered? Why can't you sell ahead so that people at least have a number and they don't have to keep looking around? But again, that's just me. Uh, I uh, and I think uh, yeah. See again. See, look, Joe. I'm still giving my my PlayStation for some love, uh, not out of choice though. Not uh, not not out of choice though. But I don't think it's a bad thing. So the thing of the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One S. So I have the PlayStation Three and the Xbox One S. Um, and I've been playing Xbox for since the original Xbox. So I have the 360, the original Xbox, and the One S. So we can kind of see that I've been on team xbox for a little bit more over time um although i've been a big fan of god of war games and those have been primarily uh, you know exclusive to playstation line so i would definitely be in the market to try to pick up maybe a digital version of the playstation as opposed to the disc version which is what i was trying to get with the xbox um let me see why is my yeah so uh <laughs> uh oh so josh is saying is my brother was able to get uh get one first day and <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> Laughing out loud. No, absolutely. No, I, I'm with you. Look, they're both great systems. And depending on which team you fall on, if you basically team PlayStation or team Xbox, it depends on what your library of games are going to be. For me, when I looked at both of them, I, I realized that I have a lot more disc discs that I play on my place uh, on my Xbox. So games that I played on the 360, games that I play on the Xbox One S, and I own those discs. I have a lot more of those. I don't have as many on the PlayStation, so I'm a little bit more leaning digital on the PlayStation, but disc for, disc version on the uh, the Xbox One S, uh, sorry, the Xbox Series X. So to me, that that would be the one I go for. Uh, they did say though, just for reference, Walmart said that sometime by next week or by the 20, I don't take that by the 24th. They said they should be able to have more units, which is, I think, what uh, what you guys were saying a little bit before. Uh, it is just it's it's one of those things to start to start the you know middle of the week kind of thing, and it ended. Um, which is which one is better, the iPhone under six six thousand rupees with one hundred twenty eight? Uh, which version of the iPhone? Uh, which i sorry? Which is the best iPhone under six thousand rupees for with one hundred twenty eight gigs of storage? Uh, I would probably end up saying it's probably the iPhone 11, something more like the uh, earlier. It's a little bit harder with, um, you know, 128 gigs of storage. I think I'm not 100% familiar, uh, Radum, with the prices in India as far as the, the 6,000 rupees. Let me see real quick on the quick conversion here. 6,000 rupees in the US or 60,000, I think. I think that's what you were saying. RS to US. Let's see how much that is. 804, yeah, I'm more than likely that's going to be either if you go with the iPhone 12, uh, and that's probably not even going to be the, the, this year. It's probably going to end up being an iPhone 11 because the iPhone 12 mini, 
this guy, this little tiny guy, starts for 750 bucks. So if this starts at 750 with this 64 gigs of storage, the 800 rupees were probably not going to be that much. And I think the price goes up uh, about $100 more for that one. So I would probably, my recommendation would be if you're able to pick up a uh, either a gently used iPhone 11, 11 Pro, or even, um, you know, the, actually the 11 should still be pretty good and you should be able to pick it up for 128. Uh, but if if you're in the team iPhone, that, that would be where I would definitely go there. Uh, let me see real quick here. Um, as for Xbox in the UK, there are some crazy prices on eBay from those lovely scalpers. So yes, uh, that was that was my experience when I was standing in line. It was really interesting to see three um, three gentlemen that I don't know for some reason didn't look like gamers to me. Or like I don't know, it's like more of a, a like you know gamers trading, you know, like what they were dressed up. And again, it was more about what they were talking about. Um, that kind of got me into the whole, you know, what they were talking about the resale value. They were very open about what they were trying to do. And it started with one person and then two other gentlemen joined, joined them. So essentially that one person turned into three. So if you thought there was six people or three, four people ahead of you, you just fell back on the order. And if there was only five and all six people ahead of me wanted one unit, uh, me and the gentleman in front of me would have missed out. But it luckily turned out to be that these, I think the, the gentleman in front of me was looking for something else. And then the first person in the, in the line was not looking for, uh, for the Xbox. So Short answer, yes, eBay can show you some weird numbers. Uh, if you live in the US, there's a Swappa, which I know I've talked about before that I usually use for selling and buying smartphones, also sells actually uh, PlayStation or sorry, gaming systems as well as cameras. Um, and uh, surprisingly, actually, that's where I bought my Xbox One S. I bought it gently used off of Swappa. Uh, they were selling them and there was actually some decent deals. I, I look at it as from, from the sense of exactly how much money are you willing to spend um, on on a unit. If you if you're not willing to to try to find it retail, if you're willing to spend a little bit of money and buy it from somebody that's reselling it, uh, the fact is that it's actually now after launch, which means uh, as of the tenth, people can technically try to find them in stores, and soon they'll be able to. So the prices are not as sky high. I did see somebody trying to sell the Series X for like twelve hundred and fifty bucks. That was maybe thirty minutes away from me, and I'm like, no way. I'm sorry. I mean, there's. I'm, I'm not saying that it's it's justified. Um, I'm trying to say that essentially is if somebody wants to buy one or let's say they bought one, they were able to get one and they want to sell it and they're making a, a reasonable, it's a li- what I'm trying to say is like it's a reasonable uptake, right? If it's a 500 and they're selling it for 600, that's not that bad of a deal for me, realistically. It, do I want to basically frustrate myself throughout the process of trying to find one or do I, or I can just wait for one to come out or can I just pay the extra 100 and I can get it now? That makes more sense to me. I'm not trying to justify what they're doing, um, but some of these prices are crazy. No, this re- the 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 stuff that they're putting on uh, realistically, and again, I feel like PlayStation is a little bit more for me right now because of the game and the launch with it. The Xbox Series X is mostly because I just want a faster, better processing, a, a better system uh, than what I have with the Xbox One S. That if there is one thing that I've gotten frustrated with that one over time is the loading time and uh, the read time especially with uh basically with when i play the the, uh, the dragon ball game uh that one dragon ball fighter z uh, is a uh, it takes a long time loading time as far as performance and of course my entire library has been on xbox so we have that we have jump force all of those so i would love that um matt's jumping is i'm jealous uk's release date is the 19th like <laughs> can't wait to, to pre-order my uh, pre-order to ship I hope you're able to get it, Matt. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are actually able to get in on those orders. Uh, 
Oh, absolutely. Please, guys, here. I definitely, Joe, always, always. Thank you. Don't forget to hit that like button if you don't mind and a share, of course. Uh, I would always appreciate it. And of course, it supports the channel. Uh, Joe, uh, sorry, Josh is uh, saying, I need to get that PlayStation by the end of the year. There will be, <laughs> or there will be blood. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, dude, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, um, I actually have to say, uh, Miles Morales with Spider Man, I think it's the most. Uh, intriguing uh, game uh, that I'm actually intrigued to see basically what which what it is how to play with it um, also I want to be able to see some of that RTX function uh, you know uh, development that's been done there for the shading and the performance um, in playing it in 4k so those are the things I'm always really looking for it um, and uh, Matt's wondering if Josh is looking for a digital or disc I don't know. I, I'm a little bit on, on on the fence when it comes down to um, when you when we're looking essentially basically digital versus disc. I understand that it's cheaper because there's no physical drive, there's no spinning drive, and obviously the, the the dimensions of the unit itself is cheaper. But at the end of the day, let's just be realistic. If you're fully invested into a system and you do not plan on reselling your games, meaning you don't really uh, play into the, I buy a game, I play it, and then I sell it later and use some of that money to pay for the next game I want to play. You, you basically hold on to discs all the time. Um, then I feel like maybe the digital version will make sense to a lot of people. I think that's one way of looking at, looking at it. Um, we need to have a market for digital resale, the ability of reselling our content. I mean, we're paying full price for the most part. Um, digital is the same price as disc, and there's really no big difference between the two other than the fact that you have a physical disc that you have to load, which I agree could be damaged over time. I, I know there's there's the proponents for basically digital that basically explain that discs get damaged over time. You could lose your actual game just for the sheer, you know, of not taking care of the actual media. Uh, but anyways, to, to make a long story short, uh, I, I actually like to have the disc version. PlayStation, I'm not so much on it uh, for the most part because, like I said, the last time I bought a PlayStation, uh, that was back when I had the PlayStation 3, and I still have that one. I use it as a DVD player. Um, so I would probably go digital on the PlayStation if I'm able to pick one up, uh, where I'm hoping that basically there'll be more availability of that. That's probably what I'm trying to say. Uh yeah, so Joe's dump, jumping on that one. He has got to have the disc one. Uh, biggest problem. Uh, uh, okay, so which Android phone do you use, and what's your experience? Um, I use quite a bit, quite a bit of different Android devices. Uh, I think that my my current Android devices are uh, basically the, the the Galaxy Z Fold 2. I just switched out of uh, the um, the LG uh, the LG uh, wing, and I think uh, soon we'll be jumping back into another Android device that I can't talk about yet, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to share with you guys very soon. And um, as far as iPhone, I just got the iPhone mini. Um, I have basically I've been wanting to see what Apple can do with a small form factor. Uh, as you guys have seen in the channel before, we've seen and we've covered uh, the iPhone. Uh, I think this is the iPhone SE 2020. This is the product red edition. And honestly, I thought this phone was small. Uh, physically, it's small. It, it, the display is even smaller than the phone. We have a massive forehead and chin on this one. But once I got the iPhone mini, I and I said this at the time of the launch, I said the iPhone mini is the smallest iPhone that they've made. And I think some people kept telling me it has a bigger display. I agree that the physical dimensions of the display to the body, you know, they basically screen the body ratio is obviously to the screen benefit on the S on the mini. But physically, it's actually a smaller phone, like maneuvering this phone or holding it in one hand, you're holding a much smaller phone. And that could be a great positive to somebody and that some people may not enjoy it. And uh, depending on what you use. I, I'm having a hard time uh, 
getting c- comfortable with the iPhone uh, iPhone 12 mini. That That's a little bit of a weird one. I know it's most of the time people are like, well, I, I love a smaller phone. It's easy. I can reach the top of the phone with one hand. It's nice. It has a nice, a very big display. It's really good. Uh, it is the smallest of all iPhones, which also means that we're going to have the smallest battery of all of them. Supports 5G. It's essentially the iPhone 12, but just in a smaller form factor, not the iPhone 12 Pro. Mohammed's um, asking, uh, what's the best? What's the best $500 phone right now? Honestly, if you're looking just for bang on the buck, depending on the market that you're in, there's a few options available. There's the Pixel 4, uh, the Pixel 4a uh, 5G. That's going to be one of the better options at $499. Runs some really decent specs, great photography, and of course, latest and greatest Android version. There's also the OnePlus Nord, not the current N10, the OnePlus Nord that came out earlier that has the 765G model that came out in Europe. Those are actually pretty good. Uh, there's of course a lot of different options there's the tcl 10 pro there's a uh there's a lot of other options as well that are running like the 765g but i think you know uh, xiaomi is also putting out a lot of devices uh that are actually pretty close not 500 but like 599 uh so there's a lot of options but at least in the us right now if you're looking for something i totally would recommend the pixel 4a 5g uh, it's one of the best uh, it's a large display and also has a large battery and still supports 5g um, Ronaldo's jumping in. A friend of mine bought one on Amazon. When uh, when you search for PS5, it shows you the controller. Then select the, uh, the then he selected the console. And if you keep doing it, it pulled the digital version available, and he was able to get this. I appreciate that, dude. Thank you. I'll, I will definitely try to check that out. Uh, maybe after the show, not not in the middle of it. Uh, Greg is in the chat, uh, joining us from Twitch. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Uh, oops, I just he. This is what happens with uh, comments. I I don't hit them on time. Um, I think I want to I want to go with digital. It's cheaper with the disc. You still need to uh, download some of the content uh, either way. I, I agree. Yes, not the uh, the discs will download basically uh, any updates or DLCs that you download for the game will always be downloaded and saved on the drive. Uh, the digital version, if I'm not mistaken, has 812 gigs uh, of inter- internal storage, which is supposed to also have enough, obviously, for what you need. So um, yes, yes, uh, Josh, always even with the Xbox. There's a reason why we have internal storages. There's things that you have to download, updates, and so on. And all of that stuff sits on the actual hard drive. It doesn't sit on the disk since you can't write to any of that. Uh, Davin Davis is in in the chat. Good morning, Sabaho. Uh, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I uh, I don't know if you you caught that little... Um, I'm not going to say soapboxing or ranting. It's more of uh, frustration. Let's just say that. Releasing some frustration um, and 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 hoping that you guys are still liking me at the end of the show. Uh, no, it, it was... Um, it was a weird week for trying to pre-order. Um, there's a there's a second wave of uh, PlayStation Five pre-orders that went in with Walmart that kind of went bonkers here in the U.S. And of course, uh, you know the PlayStation, the Xbox Series X yesterday with me uh, thought I got really excited and went to the store, and lo and behold, nothing happened. Um, so, jo- yeah, okay. So Matt's responding, uh, yes, but uh, the PlayStation Store purchases are expensive, and you will miss out on deals and stores online physical disc. That's why I always go for the disc version. So that was the other thing. I'm sorry. Uh, I did say that they cost the same price. So in theory, they cost the same, but. Because you can actually pick up the disc version from stores, they tend to have more specials, like Matt was explaining, where you actually are able to pick up things or different versions of uh, the game. Like there's the special edition, but later on, those prices will drop, where digital ch- tends to not to have a competition because it's such an instantaneous purchase. That benefit, that 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 feature of being able to basically click and download um, still costs the same. Um, I think with my Nintendo Switch, I, uh, I want to say... Um, 
I forgot which game. I bought one game on the Nintendo Switch system. Uh, and I was only because I just did not want to deal with having to go pick up the game. And I figured, you know, I, I'll own the Nintendo. Nintendo's pretty, been pretty good. But I like physical media mostly because it does cost less. At, at Over time, it will cost less. And it's, it's also, like I said, you can buy them used, which can, which also, you know, saves you on this. Uh, and the Xbox, for, for one of the really cool things about it, is backwards compatible when it comes to games. So where PlayStation is not going to be. So just keep that in mind from, from the sense of basically uh, if you're buying the disc version of the system. That was one of the things that a lot of people, I think, were, were commenting on that. Uh, so, uh, Redoom, I would probably start off by saying is, what are you using right now? And also, if you're really looking into one side or the other, as far as what it is it, you want to be able to use, it depends on where you're coming from. So at around the 800 where you are with the price point, I think both Android and iOS will give you a good experience. But if you're coming from an Android, you should just stick with Android because that's what you're used to. But if you already own an iPhone and this is what you're getting, then I think that answer kind of goes through. It doesn't really change the price point. It changes more of the experience because you're talking about two different ecosystems at the same price point. So it's really more about the ecosystem, not the price point. So hopefully that gets you uh, where you're trying to where, where you're trying to look for. Um, uh, okay, so here, there are rumors that Huawei launches Harmony OS on December 18th. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Honestly, we already knew that they were supposed to come in early 2021. So December 18th, a few weeks earlier, wouldn't be a surprise. Um, I've seen Harmony OS on a on an Honor TV last year. So it, I've seen the ecosystem. I know it runs. I have not seen it on a smartphone yet. I'm also not sure if there's any plans as far as basically retrofitting some of the existing smartphones with Harmony OS, meaning a phone that was released with Android um, and it was basically put on Android and then basically upgraded to Harmony over an OTA, uh, but keeping EMUI or Emotion UI 11 as the front-facing experience that you get. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, to be able to get a complete backwards compatibility from older games, your best bet will be physical discs. Absolutely. And that was my thing with that, with uh, what Ronaldo's kind of commenting there. Uh, I have the physical discs for the games, especially for the Xbox. And those are the things I like to play. Uh, now, again, Gears of War, Go those that have, you know, Halo, all of those, those are exclusive games that you can play on the Xbox that you can't play on, obviously, PlayStation. But when it comes to God of War, that then it becomes the other story around, you know, Miles Morales with the Spider-Man series. That's also one of the new exclusive ones that come in. But at the end of the day, kind of like when you get to it, I think there's going to be a lot of cross-platform gaming that you're going to be comfortable playing with. Uh, specifically, you know, like Call of Duty, a lot of people I play against are either PlayStation or Xbox gamers. And there's not really much of a difference. Like, I think... Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Matt plays on the PlayStation. So that's the experience that he has. Matt and Sam both play on PlayStation. So uh, cross-platform will always be cool. It's those exclusive titles that get you. But I always feel like uh, they've, you know, the physical games will always be there. Um, so Davin jumping in. Yes. Yeah, so Davin, I said, I'm impressed with the mini. It's different, yet it's nicer. Uh, take on the SE form factor. So it's so I'll start off by saying this. If you haven't had a chance to check out the iPhone SE 2020, uh, kind of bringing it back to the cut to the subject of the video. Um, the iPhone SE 2020 was a very nice surprise from Apple. They released an A13 Bionic processor. This is last year, so 2019 processor in the same form factor as the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 8, the standard model. And they gave it to us for like 350 bucks for the 64 gig model. So this little this iPhone is truly the cheapest iPhone you can buy, a starting price from Apple in 2020. 
costs 350 bucks for the 64 gig model. You get a single camera on the back, a single camera on the front, 4K recording, uh, obviously stereo speakers, wireless charging, a lot of the things that we normally expect from an iPhone in 2020. But again, in a $350 price point. Enter, well, and of course, obviously, you know, now at the end of 2020, enter the iPhone SE, or sorry, the iPhone 12 mini. Now, the iPhone 12 mini is trying to give us an experience of what the iPhone, the standard iPhone 12, but in a small form factor. And they were able to achieve that with reducing the physical size to be even smaller than the iPhone SE. Now, not to say display, I'm talking physical dimensions of the external size of the phone. So if you've ever held the iPhone uh, 12, uh, the iPhone SE 2020, you're used to this form factor. The iPhone mini or the iPhone 12 mini goes even smaller. Um, I can actually reach the top. This is something that I can't do with any uh, many phones. But the form factor and the physical, the physical dimensions, like when I'm holding it, to me, it just looks like a tiny phone. I'm not trying to say it's a, it is a tiny phone. Let's see if we can get this thing to go. It's a small phone, like in my hand, this is tiny. This is truly a tiny phone. Um, it's actually smaller and which was really surprising to me because I was hoping, I mean, I read it and obviously you could see it, but till you have them in the hand, you can't really see, explain it, but it's a lot smaller. Let's see here. So it's a lot physically smaller than what you get with even the pixel five. And to me, the pixel five, I was actually trying to say that the pixel five was small and realistically now it's bigger. So I agree with, with Davin. I think it's a great phone. It has a lot of good capabilities. I like the fact that even though it's a smaller form factor, even though it's a, a more compact design. It's all display with the exception of the massive notch that we have at the top. We do have the dual sensors in the back, which is also a plus that was I was I was missing on the SE. The SE has a great camera on the back when you want to take video, but you don't have wide and wide has always been a better choice for me as far as what we choose for photography. So for photography, I think the SE is better, although at the same level of 64 gigs of internal storage, which I I don't understand why companies still sell 64 gigs of internal storage in 2020. When we when we say that the phone is capable of shooting 4K 60 frames per second on all of its on all of its lenses, and it has so much capabilities, great pictures, and so on, but yet you sell your entry level phone for 64, trying to push people to go into the Apple's you know package where you Apple you know buy more uh, cloud storage or buy more services. I just don't understand. And then the jump to 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 go from 64 to 128, it's a decent jump. If you're thinking about the iPhone uh, 12 mini, always go with 128. I don't think 60, 64 should not be an option. The same way where it took Apple forever to leave 32 gigabytes of internal storage to jump to 64. I feel like we're, we've already passed this and it looks like 2021 may be the year where 64 basically ends up being not an option. Uh, it's just one of those things I always wish that we just don't know why why it's one of those things. Uh, so Greg, Greg is letting everybody know that he installed, finally installed Linux on his system. He's running it as his primary operating system. Welcome to the club, man. Um, so Rafael, uh, Rafael saying, I was on the edge about grabbing the iPhone 12 mini, but the 64 gig base and lack of high refresh rate, uh, is ridiculous in 2020. It, it's a little bit of an interesting uh, conundrum. If you're really, uh, I, I would say you're really married to the physical aspects of the device, meaning you have to have a small phone. I feel like the iPhone 12 mini is really going to be the solution for you, but it's not only double, it's like a, a little bit over double of what the iPhone SE is. And obviously, yes, you get a bigger display. Yes, you get you get the definite, you know, the additional camera sensor, the A14. There's a lot of other things going on in here. We're not just talking physically, you know, like they just doubled the price and they factored it. But the price is a little bit high and it starts at 64 gigs, which to me is a little bit of a concern. 
Um, the other problem that we're also dealing with that a lot of people have dealt with is the fact is that um, this year we're also going in with 5G on all of the iPhones that came out. So not only are we going where this this device, although has a slightly bigger uh, you know physical dimension, uh, didn't have to deal with the 5G drain. Well, well, no, the iPhone 12 mini still has 5G but it's a smaller display, smaller battery. So of all four iPhones that they released, this would be a little bit of more of a, I would say if there was ever a concern of the battery not lasting, I think the mini would be it. Um, I received mine yesterday, as I'm sure everybody that ordered or pre-ordered the iPhone mini. So I haven't had a chance to run it through its full course yet. So uh, for me, I, I, I charged it up to 100% this morning. It still is 97%, but again, it's still early in the morning. I haven't had a chance to go out. I want to take it out and put it through a spaces. Uh, specifically, not against the the SCs uh, alone, but it's more about the Pixel 5. I feel like it's a good competitor to the Pixel 5, although technically the Pixel 5 is cheaper. So if you're looking at it, that's one of those things you want to keep in mind. Um, I'm loving the smoothness of the OnePlus 8T right now. And yes, so Josh uh, Josh got the 8T on his channel if you guys want to check it out. Uh, OnePlus is really knocking it out of the park this year. I, I really think it's a little bit, of, it's a different approach to their smartphones uh, for sure. They changed the way they did their device launches this year. They're not launching um, truly a T series the way they did it in the past, where the T was a minor upgrade to what the first generation, like what we saw with the 6 and the 6T, the 7 and the 7T. We actually have a new device at the end of 2020 that fits between the 8 and the 8 Pro. So there's the 8, the 8 Pro, and so then now we have the 8T that's right in that center in the middle. Uh, and of course, we got the high refresh rate. We have the fast, uh, again, 60, 65 watt charging on a OnePlus is crazy, which makes me really excited to see what they're going to do with the OnePlus 9, uh, well, the OnePlus 9 Pro specifically especially what they're able to do. If they're able to put that fast charging, the wireless charging, the cameras, the new design, a whole bunch of different things. But we'll have to see how those two go. And of course, Josh is is uh, playing around with the OnePlus uh, 8T right now. Uh, Greg is uh, checking out the, uh, the Pixel 4a 5G, I think, or as I like to call it, the Pixel 4a XL, because uh, that's what they ended up doing. And... Uh, Oh, wow. Okay, Josh. Hey, Juan Carlos is in the comments. Good morning, man. iPhone 12 at 128 gig plus a charger is $200 more than the Pixel 5. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, I can't believe I went this long without even talking about it. Um, I'm I'm still trying to get over the, the form factor of the box. The fact that we have no dongle, we have no headphones, we have a basically a SIM ejector tool and a USB-C to lightning cable and the phone in a very tiny box and no charger. And I Obviously, I have a lot of chargers. I don't really need this. I have power banks. I, that's one of the things that we're able to do. But it's definitely one of those weird things. Uh, it, it's one of those just tough things to kind of uh, qualify. Just even say that even makes sense. Um, uh, <laughs> good morning, man. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, it, it looks nice. I've been, uh, I've been wanted to take one first. Been, okay, I think I missed a couple of comments. Uh, so Juan Carlos jumped in, said hi. Uh, I, I see an appearance of you on the shore in the future. Uh, absolutely. Always, always. Uh, oh man. Okay. Okay. I missed a few comments here. Uh, so jo yeah, Juan Carlos is commenting is basically saying that there was no Huawei for me this year. Uh, looks like a beast though. It definitely. I think the Mate 40 Pro is one of those, uh, I had a chance to play around with and I did a video this week actually on the gaming experience. Let's see if I missed, I missed a lot of pictures here. 
uh, a lot of comments. Um, do you ever get a review uh, any of the Huawei this year? I just got the P40, and it's such a mighty mouse. It, it so you got them okay. So you got the small, the the smaller of the two. Uh, ah, here it is. See some some lurking tech, tech guy, tech chat guy. That's you guys got him. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, Gigi Nassim is in the chat. Uh, hey, TK, how are you doing? Um, let me see some of the comments more uh, at the end. The end here. So, uh, Juan Carlos, actually, uh, it, it's it's been it's been an interesting year for a lot of us. Uh, Huawei this year has been interesting. I think Xiaomi's releasing uh, you know devices as well. I've been lucky enough that I was able to work with Xiaomi for on a few devices this year. Um, but definitely, in my opinion, I think like what, what what Josh was talking about before, the OnePlus 8T is definitely one of those interesting devices that you could definitely check out. And just kind of on a side note, in the U.S., if you live in the U.S., um, it, um, oh, uh, Shubhag, uh, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> um, or good evening. Sorry. Uh, T-Mobile and OnePlus are running a scavenger hunt in the U.S. It's a virtual scavenger hunt. So if you guys haven't checked it out and there's chances of basically winning prizes of like $5,000 and even like a special edition OnePlus 8Ts for on T-Mobile. There's a whole bunch of things going on. I obviously did not, did not really get a chance to check it out and see, but it's essentially a virtual experience. If you check out T-Mobile's uh, Twitter account or even OnePlus, you'll be able to see it, at least the OnePlus US uh, site. Um, Rafael Rodan is saying, I wish more phones more phones uh, are in the size of the iPhone 12 mini and Pixel 5. Less uh, gargantuan, uh, more fully uh, one-handed operation phones. Uh, I think the Pixel 5 for me is about the smallest I can be comfortably using a device. This is still on the smaller size, but I think the changes that they did from last year's Pixel was definitely appreciated. Even though we have a, a, a definitely it's a different design, we're not going in, I'm talking internals. But just from the form factor, what you're getting here, uh, the physical physical fingerprint sensor on the back is something that is also very unique that I love that they brought back. Last year, we lost that with the Pixel 4 and the Pixel 4a, uh, sorry, the Pixel 4 XL, because we had the Soli chip. And of course, we had the different approach to unlocking our devices. And of course, the current situation came about and kind of changed everybody's perception. Um, I think the Pixel 5 is a great form factor. I honestly think the Pixel Sorry, the iPhone SE 2020 is the right size for what the iPhone mini should have been. It still would be smaller than the iPhone 12, but it physically would be a little bit bigger and easier to handle. I'm saying this is as I was trying to go outside and take some pictures with this, as I have this and to try to basically grab where the button is for the middle, I actually have to strain my thumb to be able to take a picture here. Uh, so for me, it's almost always going to be where I put my finger here to be able to take a picture sideways. But if I want to take a just like a, a selfie or a portrait, it's a little bit hard for me with the smaller form factor, uh, but it's one of those things we have to always uh, try and, of course, play around with it. Uh, but again, as, as Juan Carlos was saying, twelve hundred, two hundred dollars more than the uh, than. So here, let me just show you guys what I was talking about here. Uh, oh, where is? Uh, oh, here. Uh, da, 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 I I gotta come up with the comments. The comments are jumping way too crazy. Um, iPhone twelve. This is the standard twelve at one hundred and twenty eight gigs plus a charger, which you do need, you do need one if you don't have one. Um, it's two hundred dollars more than the Pixel five. So to me, that price is just. I mean, if, if price is the driving factor, I think that kind of answers it for you guys. Um, <laughs> definitely the smaller form factor, Mr. Oh, come on, Joe. We're throwing some shade here. Come on, man. I see I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You guys are starting some uh, some beef with one. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, 
this is update. Oh, okay. So uh, TK, uh, did OnePlus fix the updates on the OnePlus 8, OnePlus 8 Pro, and OnePlus 8T? Um, they're working on the update as far as uh, what some people were having with the Android 11 update. So my understanding is that they're they're working on it, uh, but not everybody was having the same issue. So I'm wondering if it just if you installed it and did a factory reset, if that would fix the problem for you guys. Uh, and of course, I'm just getting notifications galore. I, I really should stop doing these notifications. Um, Pixel uh, the Pixel 5 battery life, uh, in addition to the 90 hertz and 5G, is amazing. Life's, uh, lifestyle features like wireless plus reverse wireless and software suite, uh, and um, I'd say are the, it's the phone of the year. It is definitely one of the contenders for the phone of the year for me. I, I would say it's a surprise because it's a different direction that Google decided to go with when it came to the Pixel line of devices. And, uh, you know, and Juan Carlos and I were in, in a meeting, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Joe, you were, I'm not sure if you were in there, Joe, but let me know if I'm, if I'm wrong. Um, but Google's approach, they were trying to make it a Oh, 40 minutes now. Okay. And Goku. Um, so Juan Carlos and I were in a meeting with with some of the, the, the folks over in Team Pixel. And it was truly Google's approach to try to make a more affordable device. They, they realized that phones were getting more and more expensive, but they wanted to give people a Pixel experience in a good form factor. And of course, answer what people are looking for, meaning, uh, the speed, the performance, the camera experience that we've always wanted, the wide angle lens as opposed to the telephoto lens, which a lot of people have asked. And of course, a higher refresh rate, which is I think what a lot of people are anticipating now in 2020. And I think Pixel 5 does that to a T realistically, no, no, no pun intended on my, uh, on the TK thing. Uh, it is. It is very nice. I feel like the, the the screen to body ratio is very nice, and of course the form factor. And I feel like it's a good one handed device that works well, even with a case. It still feels really good. And I like 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 you said, wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, uh, and new features that will be added as time goes on. The way Google has been doing it, so I like that uh, a lot. Um, let me double check. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Davin Davis. Uh, Apple deleted the box. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we get to a point in, at some point in a year where we basically go, hey, I want to buy the iPhone 14. And they'll be like, here's the phone shrink wrapped and here you go. Congratulations. Here we are. <laughs> what would you like? You want a cable? An extra 10 bucks. What would you like? A charger with that? That's another 20 bucks. Uh, oh, you need a headphone jack. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you the dongle for another 25 bucks. Uh, you want a SIM ejector tool because you want to be able to put your SIM card in there. Oh, sir, that's another five bucks for you there. So by the time you're buying it, you're back to the original price. But um, it, it's an interesting approach. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to try to say that Apple's not truly trying to save the world by reducing the amount of, uh, you know, e-waste that we're putting out. Um, the fact is, the phone still comes in a box. The fact is that if you don't have a charger, if you want the fast charger, you're still going to be paying forty to forty-five bucks for a charger from Apple that comes in its own box. They're not giving you less. They're making more. That's the way I see it. I'm not trying to harp on Apple. I'm just trying to basically look at it from a consumer standpoint. Now, if I want to go in and buy the smallest iPhone, the $749 iPhone, which by the way is $50 more than last year's iPhone 11, I still have to buy another $45 or you know, $25 to $40. $45 charger, depending which model I'm going to go with, if I want to be able to charge this because I don't have an, iP an Apple charger. So it's a little bit interesting, interesting conversation. I do have to say though, I'm happy that they included a USB-C to three uh, to Lightning cable in here, and not a USB-A cable to it. 
which at least that shows me that they're moving forward, which by the way, for everybody, for everyone that they said that had the cable that would use uh, that, you know, they have chargers at home. Most of those iPhone users are using USB-A chargers because that's how it was always sold. New devices that are coming out now, if you purchase like an iPhone, uh, like an iPad or so on within the last, I think I want to say, um, the last maybe six, seven months or so, maybe picked up one with an, a USB-C connector, but the charger will probably be USB-A. So even then, you can't use those. You have to buy a new one. I'll, I'll that that'll be my last piece about on, on this on the on that conversation there. But um, LNFX is saying um, just got back uh, from a two-hour walk uh, with the mini Bluetooth streaming, plenty of music, pics, videos taken, 4K HDR, absolutely there. Calls using Apple, Apple Pay, etc. Went from 95% to 78. Definitely not as bad as I, I feared. So I guess there then the biggest thing that we also we haven't really sorry. Uh, looked in into our entire equation is the smaller display it is a smaller display consumes less power so therefore there's maybe a better e- equation there um, i'm wondering for you how many how many power cycles i'm assuming you're in the same boat as i am you just got your phone so you haven't had a chance to go through at least a full couple of days of day of using it i've been waiting to want to go through saturday sunday and then kind of get a better in, uh, at least an initial impression of that uh, battery life because to me it's it's been a concern uh, smaller form factor and uh, like you said with 4k i like to shoot 4k 60 um, i'm probably going to be going through a lot of that storage uh, i did not import any of my images here i wanted to make sure to keep give enough space for the new stuff um, joe's jumping back with uh, pixel 5 is a great device for many if you want to spend less for uh, you can get the 4a um, it's also a great recommendation absolutely the, the 4a at 350 this is why when when i think i forgot was it was um, davin was actually saying that at the beginning i think the pixel 4a is going to be the phone of the year for me honestly uh, not because it doesn't you know not because it's like the best the fastest or whatever it's truly the the cheapest pixel you can pick up in 2020 that is running android 11 that has great cameras uh, that has a great camera on it and it still gives you great battery life and it's a small device if you like to have a smaller form factor and it sold like hotcakes like it was truly a uh, like that one thing that i don't think google was anticipating is that you know last year's 3a and the 3a uh, xl sold but the 3a sold more so they stuck with the 4a and the 4a sold so i really think the 4a is the phone to beat this year uh, the Pixel 5 obviously is way up there in, in the form and what it offers us. But for what the Pixel 4a is trying to offer at that price point, it's an easy recommend. And it's a, a great device to carry with you on a daily basis. Again, we're not talking heavy lifting. I'm not trying to say that you're going to be using your device to do like heavy gaming. You're a hardcore gamer. Or you're trying to do, he- uh, you know, multitasking and do like, um, let's say, video editing and so on. Those things you may need a little bit more power. But at the end of the day, for the core experience that you're looking for from a smartphone, the 4A does it really well, like really well, not not just a little bit, but really well. Um, let me see here real quick. Uh, so uh, for the uh, uh, so for uh, Dub Dub 88 ACC, uh, I honestly it this is my first. Uh, I'm trying to go through my first day with it. Most people just picked up their devices last night. So if anybody's starting to recommend or talk about battery life, if they had to have used it for much longer, I really feel like to truly understand battery life on a phone is um, first day is a little bit hard because that's the day you're setting up your device. So you're going to consume a lot of power. Go through at least a couple of days to kind of get a good understanding of it roughly to be able to give your, your recommendation. So, so far for me, Honestly, uh, after charging it to 100%, and mind you, it's on Wi-Fi, I'm still at 96, 97%. So it's decent. 
Uh, and I think uh, we just saw somebody also, um, um, Aileen, uh, Aileen FX2, just just talked about going a two-hour walk hike. It went down from 95 to 78, and it's actually pretty decent uh, with a lot of pictures, Apple Pay, listening to music, as well as uh, taking 4K HDR video. Um, good morning, Sabaho, Swayed uh, from Malaysia. Ahlan, ahlan, welcome. Um, oh, uh, uh, pro so Greg, I think yeah, so Kwan's responding back to Greg uh, on uh, some of the comments on the other one. Oh, Greg's joined us from YouTube. He jumped in from the other side. Uh, Dominic, Wong, hey Dominic Wong's back. Uh, Davin Davis, yes, it might be cr uh, crappy, but it's better than nothing because I always forget to charge my wireless earphones. I think you guys were jumping into a separate side conversation. I'll jump into. We'll see what Rafael is talking. Uh, the fact that you can't you can't bend the new iPhone is amazing. <laughs> Uh, I hope we can't bend it. I, I don't think that many people can. Um, I will say, though, because of the small form factor on the mini, uh, it's just so small. Uh, I, I just, I, yeah, uh, I'm not going to comment on that one. I do need to install my glass protector, and I do need to pick up a case for it, which I don't. Uh, I wasn't anticipating buying an iPhone this year. So I'll, all of the emails that the company sent out, hey, are you getting the new iPhone? Can we send you some cases? I chose not to kind of uh, approach or try to bring any of those in this year. So I, I need to buy a case myself. Um, Newman is jumping in. I wish I had a $500, $500 for a Pixel 4a 5G because the screen uh, because of the screen size and the processor. So the screen size and the processor on that one obviously are going to be the best combo because the Pixel 4a X or 5G is actually bigger than the Pixel 5. So if you wanted to get a, a bigger form factor Pixel from Google this year, yeah, it's actually cheaper than the Pixel 5 at $499, and it still gives you uh, the same camera optics, uh, very similar experience, minor, minus a few things. You lose the high refresh rate, you lose the wireless charging. Obviously, there's a few exclusivities to what you get with the Pixel 5, but yes, I think the $499 uh, and $500 price point there is good. Uh, Davin is jumping back in. Dominic, I prefer having the, the headphone jack on board too, uh, but I use USB-C now and uh, for calls rather than the listening music on my LGs. I think LG is really nice in that combination where it gives us the ability of using it, but I'm a little bit disappointed that... I'm not saying the device is bad. I'm just saying as, as a device that is this big, which is the LG wing, that has enough space, and I felt like this would have been a... Like maybe the Velvet, I thought that because you know the, the Velvet is obviously a different experience that, that maybe that should have it, or maybe that could have been the one not to have it. Um, but the the Wing definitely, I feel like, had the real estate. They should have been able to fit a headphone jack because even the bottom bezel, once you actually slide it, because a lot of people will be like, well, what about the bottom bezel? It's still thick enough to actually house a, a headphone jack. It's not uh, super thin. We're not talking about a, a very thin device. This is definitely a big boy, and it's uh, definitely heavier than your average device because of the mechanism and the, the device and the, the spinning options that we have here at the top. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, definitely a lot of people. Uh, so, yeah, so kind of like circling back to, uh, I'll let a few more of those comments coming in. Uh, so the pixel. So for me, when I decided to go with the iPhone 12, uh, the iPhone 12 Mini, um, I chose it because of the the experience. I felt like, okay. So oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. One of the reasons why I was primarily skipping the iPhones for the most part this year is because I don't know if you guys know this, but I have the iPhone 11 Pro Max, so I already have an, a large iPhone form factor, and. After looking at all the specs, after getting a chance to play around with the iPhone 12 Pro, uh, and I had a chance to when I was visiting a, a buddy of mine, uh, Joshua Fergara, he let me borrow his iPhone 12 Pro to install uh, some glass protectors that I got from uh, Whitestone Dome Glass. 
And um, for the for the most part, the experience was actually I felt like it was a smaller form. The the when I held it next to my 12, so my 11 Pro Max, I felt like the 11 Pro Max still gave me that experience that I was looking for. It's a larger display, a large battery. It doesn't have 5G, but 5G to me right now is a uh, uh, it's more of a future proofing experience, at least in the Los Angeles area. It's not fast enough for it to justify buying a phone only because it has 5g so for me i think the 11 pro max is still a very capable phone in 2020 and it, it runs uh ios 14.2 uh, which is again the latest version so all of the new features come through we may not get the same optics as the iphone 12 pro uh, max but to me i think it still runs and it, it is one of my favorite ones but when i put the 12 pro next to the 11 pro max it made me not want to buy a, a, another iPhone 12 or 12. It's not, not the, the 12 Pro or the 12 Pro Max this year. So then I felt what would be the other device that I think would make a more of an experience, like a truly getting into something new that Apple is releasing. And the mini was it. Um, I did it with the SE and I did it with the mini because I want to be able to use it. So I'm going to be rocking this one as a, and actually putting a SIM in there and running it and using the 5G in the, here in LA on T-Mobile and see how it actually works, which I love how, how it actually um just from the sense, like I said, it's compact, really compact, and it's really doing kind of like what Pixel did. They went away from the large bezels, from the chin and forehead, and they just literally are giving you 90% or like 95, 90, uh, 96% screen, which is really good. Um, always, always, Josh, always a great guy. Um, I'm not even sure. Is, I don't know if he's in the comments, but if he is... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, if you guys are not familiar with Rakame TV, Rakame TV is uh, it's an Arabic channel that I follow for the longest time, but it is the reason why I have an Arabic channel. Um, Khalifa uh, Khalifa Rahun is uh, Khalifa is uh, basically Mr. Q. Uh, he's one of the, he actually runs it, but essentially he's the main on camera personality. Also, uh, is one of my one a really good buddy of mine, uh, and I cannot believe that they're in the comments. Welcome, welcome Rakami TV. Welcome, Mr. Harun. I hope you guys are doing really, really good. Ahlan wa sahlan, ahlan wa sahlan. Um, Dominic Wong, I am. Um, that is a very good surprise, guys. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but guys, uh, the they're very. These are very. I mean, uh, Mr. Q is a very good close friend, and um, I really, uh, I, I really am. <laughs> I'm a loss at words. I am a loss at words here. And yes, we are almost at 150K. I don't. I didn't want to say anything. I was going to let it go. It, it's a big milestone for the channel. Um, I didn't realize we were getting close enough to like a couple of days ago. Uh, but yes, uh, on the English channel, we're, we're almost at that little edging of a 150K and the Arabic channel is pretty close to hitting 40, which is really, really cool. But thank you. Thank you for jumping in. And um Oh man, thank you. I appreciate it. Shukran, 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 jazilan. Very much. Thank you very, very much. Um, oh man, that's going to take me a few seconds to kind of jump back from. It's, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's tough. <laughs> when you don't expect it and you see it and you're like, whoa, what? Um, yes, no, uh, thank you. Thank you, Earl. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Joe, of course, TKRV. Thank you, man. I always, always appreciate it. Uh, it's always one of those things, like I said, it's um, 
we get into our groove, we go through, you know, we always get the questions and then, you know, you know, like again, same thing with uh, Juan Carlos, he jumps in the comments and it's always a really nice surprise to see him. We see Josh in the comments, Matt, you know, uh, everybody's in there as well. Uh, and I'm really, really happy, but, uh, I really have to kind of explain the relationship that I've had with Rakami TV. It's a, it's a massive Qatar. Uh, and we went we okay so i'm back we're back it's always it's always one of those uh nice little things and of course matt tyler's jumping in the comments as well uh <laughs> thanks greg um but yes no uh one of the things that we always always appreciate about being in in this community and on and on youtube and even just being on socials and everything honestly it's the camaraderie and it's the ability of leaning on each other and working with each other uh, Matt and I, uh, we talk often during the week. We play games as much as possible. Um, of course, you know, Matt has his uh, show on Saturday, uh, on Sundays, at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you know, uh, across the podcast. Uh, <laughs> always, always, always appreciated. Uh, always appreciated. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is Mr. Q <laughs> in the comments. At this point, I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Q. Uh, but yes, no, uh, I appreciate it, man. Always. Uh, we always have to be, you know, there supporting each other and working with each other. And um, it is truly, um, it's it's a small community. It's weird. It, there's, I got to, this is weird, but as a small side note, uh, I got a, a survey from YouTube asking me how to, how to, how to basically rate the creator experience in the, uh, um, on YouTube and so on. And one of the first questions that came on the actual survey was to categorize myself. Says pick a category that best describes you. There is no tech category. Tech doesn't exist according to the way YouTube looks at the categories for, for the way uh, YouTube operates. So to me, when I look at these things, it just makes me feel like, you know, do they not see us? But then once I've worked with a lot of different uh, creators and I've actually had an, I've been really blessed and really lucky to be able to actually hang out with some great creators. Um, uh, Mr. Q and, you know, with Rakami TV, just to take its one, one year, just a little bit back in 2019, when I went to Google IO, it was my my second Google IO, but it was my first uh, Google IO where it was at the new amphitheater it was the big one. And I ran into uh, Mr. Q earlier that year at the Samsung event in San Francisco uh, with hanging out with some of our other buddies, uh, you know, Salah and Ahmed, some of the other Arabic channels. Um, but uh, Mr. Q it just gave me uh, like a conversation that, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like the, when something is so obvious that you don't see it and it just sits in front of you. And he looked at me and he said, thought, how come you don't have an Arabic channel? And I said, um, I, I don't, I don't, well, I've been focusing on, you know, at the time, you know, obviously I'm still focusing heavily on XDA at the time. I said, I work with XDA most of the time. And I kind of, you know, built up this whole English uh, side of it. And he looked at me, he said, you speak Arabic and you live in the US. This is like a prime conversation to have. And you really should do something. You really should start. And I, I, I kid you not, a week later, I opened up the channel. A month later, I started posting videos on the Arabic side, which is basically the creation of what Tariq Bay is and TK Bay. Uh, but yes, always, always appreciated uh, what uh, Mr. Q and Rakami TV presented and what they what they stand for as well. Um, they do a lot of good uh, PR stuff, but also informational. And um, I feel like stereo uh, shedding some light on stereotypical things that may be related to Arabic communities. So to me, those are always great. That, I'm just gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna stop, but I, I'm very, very uh, appreciative of uh, what they have done. Uh, let's jump in real quick here. Uh, budget phone from this year or flagship from last year. 
Um, it depends on the price point, but honestly, I would probably go with the flagship of last year because it, it's not it, 2019. It may seem like it's an eternity ago the way 2020 has been, but reality, the matter is, um, I would say honestly, a uh, oh, so here I would say probably a, a OnePlus 7T Pro McLaren edition by the end of 2019 that, that has 5G built into it with a large battery, great cameras, and it still has that OnePlus experience. I honestly think is a very good device in 2020. It will carry you very nicely to 2021. They're not, um, I wouldn't say that basically that they're not going to be supporting what you want. The biggest difference between flagship of last year and a mid-ranger or a budget device in 2020 may end up just being that ha that little moniker that says 5G. If 5G is a big factor for you or where you live, 5G is that much faster than 4G LTE, I think then, honestly, then this year's mid-range. But at the end of the day, honestly, I think uh, a flagship of 2020, uh, 2019, which would be a very reasonably priced device in 2020, will definitely give you a great experience. And I'll say this because Juan Carlos, if you're still in the comments, the Pixel 4 XL, in my opinion, is still a baller device to pick up. If you're thinking about it, it's still a very good device to pick up. It has a lot of horsepower and a lot of capabilities. The wide angle lens may not be there, but with the exception of that, it still is one of the better devices to pick up. Um, Matt, yes, 100% tech community is awesome. Always so much love, always, always appreciated. And uh, oh, <laughs> thank you very much, Davin. Of course, we're jumping in with the uh, the super chat right there. Uh, with War with Huawei currently uh, sidelined for most users, uh, with the, because of the Google, you know, the GMS services issues. Who do you think will push Samsung and Apple in terms of camera uh, tech in 2021? So, the reality is, you're right. Uh, the 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 space or the game space that we're looking at right now, um, it's, Huawei still, by the way, just for reference, I understand with the Google Play services or the GMS concerns um, may limit the accessibility of uh, Huawei devices, but truly, truly, truly appreciating what Huawei does for camera optics is truly understanding where we are now. Huawei has a big factor into the reason that your iPhone has two sensors. There's a big factor there. Uh, Huawei also has a big factor in there for wireless charging and reverse wireless charging. Uh, there's been rumors also uh, information saying that the iPhone 12, even though it does not currently have that as a feature, has the technical or the, uh, the mechanical capabilities of providing reverse wireless charging, which again, all due to what Huawei is offering. Now, with the, the, the GMS conversation be put on the side a little bit, um, at least the way I'm looking at it right now, I honestly, I'm starting to see Apple coming up and be a little bit more of a big player when it comes to optics. I wanna, I've appreciated a tremendous improvement in what Apple has been doing as far as performance, as far as hardware. The Find X2 Pro, in my opinion, is one of the best devices also sold in uh, internationally. I'm not going to say US because you can pick it up in the US. So I feel like Oppo is coming up. Uh, Xiaomi is also coming in there as well. They're picking up uh, a little bit more. They're just not as present in the US as what Huawei was trying to do. And, uh, but they have a much bigger footing when it comes down to European market and, of course, the Middle East. So for me, I think Oppo is definitely becoming a little bit more of a big player when it comes to those hardware. Uh, the Find X2 has been a great device and I've been playing around with the uh, the F17 uh, Pro. And even though it's a mid-ranger, it still runs really nice with ColorOS 11. So I'm hoping, 
I'm hoping that they're able to bring in a little bit more. And as you start, as we're starting to see, at least at the end of 2020, OnePlus is starting to be a little bit more um, casual in taking on the technologies, right? They brought in the 65 watt charger. And for reference, it, you can use either an Oppo or a OnePlus, uh, OnePlus charger. Both will charge 65 watt either on the Find X2 Pro or even on the OnePlus AT, uh, the brand new OnePlus AT with the 65 watt charger. Huawei is not totally out. They're still trying to do some stuff. It's just, as you said, it's the accessibility. And I'm hoping at some point that the conversation changes a little bit where they're able to jump back into the game, either be it with Harmony OS or jumping back into Google Play services with Google, uh, with Android as they've had it in the past. But again, thank you again, Davin, for the, for the super chat. Always, always appreciate it. Um, uh, uh, okay, so I, I kind of missed the other comment, but yes, that's you know Joe's jumping back. That's one good thing of coming out from being a lockdown. I found this great community. I I have to say, you know, th this year's been an interesting year for me, but because of the current situation, because of how things are, and also because of Juan Carlos himself, this show picked up. This show was reincarnated. The Saturday morning with Tech and us hanging out every Saturday morning together um, is truly a Juan Carlos thing. I honestly. I started doing live streams on Amazon and I was doing them, everything like that. And then Juan was like, why not bring back your show? Why is it that you don't have your own uh, live stream on your, on your YouTube channel? And why aren't you not building up that community? And you guys have made it honestly one of the best parts of the weekend for, for months now. And I look forward to every Saturday morning as I wake up and I'm planning about the conversations, what we want to talk about. But at the end of the day, I realize that whatever the subject ends up being as a conversation, it's literally just us hanging out and talking about things that have either happened during this week or are important for us to check out. So I always appreciate that. Ronaldo's always in there, you know, Joe's as well. And of course, uh, supporting each other is always always a big thing and um yeah i mean ronaldo and i were we're in a uh, i think if i'm not mistaken ronaldo i think we we were both in a couple of uh you know press briefings uh, either this week or the week before as well so it it's big it's big um dominic wong jumping at, uh okay so Do dominic is responding to david and saying uh the thing is uh, one can't charge and listen to music uh which is okay uh, which I can't uh, can't be a decent solution at that. Uh, if Android manufacturers switch to USB-C, they should give us two. Uh, they should give us two two ports. Um, so to kind of co cover the conversation there, uh, and I'm sure Matt will jump on this with me. Um, I think that's one thing that the RG Phone Two and the RG Phone Three did very very nicely. They give you the two USB-C connecting ports. Now, obviously, the RG Phone Two had a headphone jack; you didn't need it, um, but the RG Phone Three does give you that second one. There is quite a few options on the market where you're able to use a splitter, but I, I understand where it becomes a little bit frustrating where you're able to basically connect two cables and then now we have to get to that adapter. Short answer, I think it's a direction that we we just need at this point and better improvements in technology when it comes to Bluetooth, wireless connectivity, where we are able to get better fidelity, better audio quality, and still get the ability of basically getting that lower latency so that you can watch movies or play games without facing issues. And I think that's the biggest concern that we see. I saw, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the Red Magic from Nubia is trying to work on a new a pair of true wireless headphones that are featuring true, uh, like basically low latency. Uh, OnePlus has done actually a decent job with their buds uh, on the either the Buds Z or the the, the standard buds. They're good when it comes down to low latency. They may not be the best sounding headphones or earphones, but they've done a good job with those. Let's see real quick here. Uh, IR1998, assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, Oh, uh, and before I forget, before I forget, um, happy Diwali to, uh, if you guys celebrated. I 
noticed it this morning. I sent it out over on, I retweeted one of my buddies. Um, I, and if you guys are celebrating it, I, I know it's a tough year for, for celebrating the, this type of holiday as it typically is more of an outdoors and gatherings and, and enjoying uh, being with family and friends as all holidays will be. Uh, but if, of course, if you guys are celebrating it, or if this is something that you do celebrate, I hope you, I hope you're able to celebrate it in one way or another. And, you know, hopefully we'll be back to celebrating our holidays in our normal, um, in, in our new normal, that's the best way to say it, in our new normal next year. So I, I don't want to forget saying that, of course, and, and I don't know what's happening in the IR 1980, uh, uh, support your favorite creators. It is crucial to keep them communities uh, going. And it, it is really, really one of the biggest things. It's like supporting your favorite creators. It's, it's, it sounds hard. It sounds like something that should have been automatic for people. Uh, but yeah, no, hitting that like, sharing it, it, it keeps the community talking, keeps everybody working with it together. And of course, helps. Um, I'm not going to try to say that the algorithm loves it, but it does help your creators uh, basically get the, some of the recognition that they're able to, at least through the current situation. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please make sure to check out the Glowing Rectangle subreddit. It's not mine. This is Juan Carlos's subreddit. Uh, and I'm only promoting it here because I am a, a big part of it. Also, every once in a while, I do make the top of the list. I'm just going to say that sometimes I do. Um, uh, this week is not my week, but uh, uh, yeah, no, if you guys are, haven't checked it out, Glowing, uh, basically it's R dash and it's under R dash Android, uh, basically uh, Glowing Rectangles. If you look for it, and if you obviously, uh, you you know what a Glowing Rectangle is. So uh, it's a great subreddit, a great community. A, a lot of the people in the chat are obviously part of that community as well. So you guys would definitely be happy with that. Uh, you know, Matt Tyler always uh, being there. Uh, Matt's jumping back in. Uh, the reason we do our show is so that we get to chat um, with creators and get to do, uh, do <laughs> the person behind the channels. Absolutely. And try to bring support to new subscribers for them uh, and the host of smaller creators uh, for, for a reason. For you know, It's a great show across the podcast. Definitely you get to check it out. It's a very laid back, kickback show. Uh, you know, I would say basically get your cup of tea, get your cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy it. And it is truly a very laid back experience. Um, and they, they talk about a different thing, a whole bunch of different things. It's not just who the person is, but what they like to do, what they're wearing, the shirts and so on, all of the cool things coming up. And I'm a big, big fan of the show. Uh, both Matt and Sam are great. Uh, and as you can see, they're also big supporters as well here, which is really happy. It makes me very, very happy. Um, ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so Rakami TV is asking a real quick question here, guys. Have you guys, and I'll get a chance to jump in uh, as well. Have you guys discovered any cool new Android apps that you use on your devices? Um, I think, honestly, I, I haven't really seen many new apps. I've been playing a lot of new games. Uh, and for me, Call of Duty uh, Mobile has been a big, a big game for, uh, for me. But uh, Genshin Impact, as well as one of the really good games, if you haven't had a chance to play mobile games, uh, Genshin Impact, um, I would say Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, PUBG is always going to be one of my favorites, as well as Fortnite. Uh, but Mono Combat Versus, uh, specifically when it comes down to playing games on Android with uh, basically controllers. So I've been enjoying playing games with the Kishi controller from Razer, and that just Modern Combat Versus works really nice with it. Uh, also, uh, NVIDIA Shield, the GeForce Now, I've been playing uh, basically Destiny 2 on my phone using a controller. This is really crazy. If you haven't checked out the gaming video that I did on uh, the Mate 40 Pro, it covers a lot of those things in, in there. But if you guys have any recommendations, please, please leave me some comments. What are some of those cool apps that you guys see? Uh, oh, here, Joe, jump me in. First name, Mirror Lab uh, is definitely one of those really nice ones. I'll have to check that one out. Um, let's see what Rafael Saley. Uh, oh, Rafael's jumping in. 
Uh, <laughs> Rockamese like, thank you, Joe. Always, always. Mirror Lab, I'll have to check that. Um, I'd say the solely replacement and uh, the solely, okay, it's uh, st solely the replacement and the extra width uh, of the port and uh, said as far as, okay, he's responding back to Dominic on the, uh, on the, on the port as far as the charging and the capabilities. Um, oh, uh, so Matt's jumping back in as well. So I mentioned the RRG phone had two, but it also looks like the L Lenovo Legion has two USB ports. Uh, but uh, they offer a unique thing. Uh, they offer a unique thing. You can you can do dual charging zero to one hundred and thirty minutes, so you can connect two chargers at the same. Time. Oh, okay. So they're using them as two charging ports. Interesting. I wonder how the thermals are on the on that one. I haven't heard much on that, but it, it's an experience basically when you're able to charge. We've seen it before where we have, and the Find X2 Pro has this. Uh, it has two cells and the OnePlus 8T as well. Essentially, is uh, the phone carries two batteries in them, and the phone charges charges both of these batteries very fast because they're charging two smaller capacity batteries as opposed to one large battery. And it charges up faster, increasing the rate, but also keeping the thermals down. But given given the ability of connecting two physical charges to a to a phone to go zero to one hundred and thirty minutes, I'm I'm very very interested to see how that works. But uh, yes, uh, that I I think that was yeah most of it. Oh, Aditya, hey man, Aditya, welcome welcome to the chat, man. Um, I honestly I thought I I wasn't sure if you were gonna make it. I know you're busy with school and all, but I I wanted to you know make sure to say hi, Sabaha in chat. Um, <laughs> your uh, your wholesome wholesomeness today. I appreciate appreciate you, buddy. Hashtag TKR Bay. Thank you very much, Aditya, and I hope you're doing well. Um, I know you're you're not with family. You're not you know obviously you're you're traveling. You're going for school and so on. And I hope you're able to you to celebrate or at least have type of have some type of celebration. Uh, if you if you do, I'm 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 not sure if you do celebrate the Wali, but if you do, I hope you. You're having a great yes. It it. it it's it's always interesting to see StreamYard do it. Like last week, I think it was doing it on the average every 24 minutes. This week, it started the first time the spinning where I kind of went all dark um, at about 44 minutes and now at about an hour and 12 minutes. So interesting to see how that goes. Um, but yes, thank you. Welcome back, Adelia. Glad to see you in the chat, man. Always appreciated. Um, oh, man. See, look at that. Yeah, Aditya, everybody, everybody's seen here. Oh, what happened? Oh, hold on a second. I think I think I may have missed something here. Uh, hey guys, been a, uh, been a rough couple of days. Uh, this is a welcome distraction. Oh man, I hope you're doing okay, man. I really hope you're doing okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> uh, my goal at the end of the week, honestly, is to give you guys something to not have to worry about anybody else. Just kick back, relax, and have fun. Uh, Jim's jumping in here. Um, I like Matt and Sam's arguments about football. Oh my God, don't get me on this. I See, this is going to be one of those, like every time we, we jump in, Sam jumps into it, Matt jumps into it. The whole, which one should be called football and which one should be called soccer. Uh, or Actually, neither one of them actually say that they should be called soccer, but I think it's mostly because here in the US we do call it, they call football uh, soccer with the fact that it's a game that you play by holding the ball as opposed to the other people where they actually kick the ball the whole time. I don't think Sam is in the comments, but yes, no, I'm with you, Jim. It's fun to listen to, see how the conversation, and then 
also just to see the when you have a guest on the show when they're having that conversation uh depending if the guest is from the us or from the uk you'll have a different point of reference right because i think i've heard them one time having that argument where the guest was from the uk so it was basically a one-sided conversation sam was just it's an uphill you know it's basically trying to go uphill on that one uh, <laughs> always always and then uh and rockamy's jumping back in with dominic spot on always always oh my god Joe, Dominic, uh, okay, I'm seeing a lot of conversation going back and forth. <laughs> so, okay, so for, for it's football, yes. Uh, <laughs> hand egg, ah, come on, guys, don't bring this here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so for reference for both, obviously, if you guys are familiar with this, I was born and raised in Lebanon until before I came to the US. Uh, so for me, I will always have that very, very uh, spot for in my heart that it is actually called football. In Arabic, we call it football. We don't change it to, you know, kick leg or kind of thing. Or, <laughs> uh, or as Matt Tyler called it, hand egg. Uh, it, it is... It, <laughs> Uh, this is gonna take over the chat okay so ir98 is jumping in football equals soccer equals the actual football and uh uh grinding run grinding run gritting uh gritting run oh gr uh, grit and run that's a grab and run kind of thing is the american style football uh <laughs> soccer is so alien to me it should be called football uh or matt jumping back with the <laughs> the kick leg uh it, it is one of those conversations that you know depending on what what side of the pond again pond cast across the pond cast it's always going to be a conversation uh you go in there but i will have to say though if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out sam is picking up on some of matt's conversational english so you, you when you're listening to it you really start to see more of matt influencing sam's wording like the way matt refers to different things in the show so it's truly a fun show to see basically kind of a a nice duo or a nice little uh basically a duo of, of uh basically just guys hanging out it's late for both of them it's later in the afternoon uh <laughs> i text the stream <laughs> It, it, it like Jim started it. All all Jim had to say was basically, "I love them having the their arguments over that." And I I'm with them. I I listen to your shows, guys. I mean, a lot of times I'm in the I'm in the chat and I'm like you know talking and all of that stuff to people. But you know, just listening to you guys when I have you guys in the ear, it just it's fun. It's fun to be able to hang out. Um, oh, Aditya is jumping back with a comment back to Davin. Uh, yes, the quad the quad dag LGs are unbeatable. Uh, glad you uh, glad you're enjoying it. My G8 has shipped. Ooh, congrats, man! You're getting a G8, so you're moving up from the G7. Um, it's uh, it has the time of life sensor and the DAG, and I'm interested that I'm interested in. I'm very excited about this, and I'm I'm wishing you the best. The G8 is definitely one of the better devices that came out. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's also the one that came out with the the sensor, right? It's the one that has the similar to the Soli chip uh, that we had on the Pixel 4 XL. Uh, that was the other device in the same year that I think LG also put in that same sensor to be able to change the volume and opening a different application. So I think those are always good. Um, it's like the weird trades uh, that their uh, teams, uh, weird trade that their teams have during season. That is very true. Uh, European teams and uh, so again, it goes back to the whole conversations that they have. They get to lend people they can they get to lend people from their roster to play on another team and they get paid through that other team the the mechanics and the leagues and the structure that we have in uh, in the european league when it comes to uh, football it's very very complicated it's not as straightforward as the way it is here you know a player is on is on one team and he plays for that team he may not play all the time or whatever but that stays on one team 
in the league, it's a very different conversation. You know, you have your A-rated, your second-tier players, and do, those things can actually also change where you have some of your players play on other teams to rank up. Think of it in that way. So it, it it's definitely one of those shows to check out. Um, Mr. Commerce coming in all the way from the East Coast, 2.55 in Virginia time, man. I hope you guys are having... I'm hoping the weather is actually decent in the, on the East Coast. Uh, we've been going through a little bit of a, an interesting cool uh, cool spell, I would say, because it's technically warming up again in, in California. But we actually had a decent fall weather. I mean, we had some rain. Uh, it was cold. I was wearing a beanie and a jacket all week. That was really cool. Um, and of course, you know, the, the whole thing going on with everything going on with the, with the weather and all of that just made me finally feel like we're getting into the fall. Uh, LA has been going through heat waves like last, not this week, but last week we actually hit 99 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So that is actually pretty high, almost 40 Celsius. So always, always gets very interesting for us. Um, <laughs> uh, Earl Owens is like rugby is football. Oh man. Don't throw rugby in the middle of this conversation, man. This could get ugly. Uh, Aditya, I was tempted to get the G8 for a reason, but I'd like the V50 a bit more, so I skipped it. The V50 offers a little bit different of an experience, right? So you're really looking at the G versus the V. I think the G series is more of an all-rounder, still a very good performer, and it had that unique experience. If you're getting the V50, you're obviously going to be getting the best of that year. So I think that's the best way to look at it. It's the best of 2019 from what LG had to offer. Uh, and I don't, I don't think either one of you guys are going wrong with uh, with either one. I think the G8 is a great upgrade from the G7. Because I think I remember uh, Aditya talking, at least when he was on the show with uh, Matt and Sam uh, during their live stream, uh, how how he he pretty much felt like the G7 was on its last leg. Uh, oh, Greg's jumping. Oh, so Matt, just for a heads up, uh, Greg downloaded and installed Call of Duty and he's uh, he's ranking up. He's getting up there and he's trying to come in as well. He wants to be able to join us. Maybe we can finally get that quad depending on who's available. Um I haven't seen Andrew for some time, but I'm hoping he's enjoying uh, his uh, his new his new in endeavor in life. He his well, he got married. It's not, it's not like he went on a you know. He's not like he left us. Uh, he he, as you guys are probably aware or not, Mister uh, Fat Produce Andrew uh, got married uh, a few weeks ago. We all got a chance to check it out, uh, and you know, obviously, we're wishing him the best of luck. But uh, we haven't had a chance to play as a quad. So Sam, Matt, and uh, myself and Andrew uh, for some time. So hopefully soon. Uh, but Greg is definitely jumping in there. Um, Aditya is jumping back with the exactly TK. Got my uh, uh, Carmine Red. Ah, the nice one. Yes, yes, yes. I love that one. Uh, with a bit of ceramic wear and uh, wear and tear. But, you know, it's as long as you're able to get it for a good price. I'm super excited to use it. Uh, use the force. It, that's what I that's literally how I felt uh, when I've seen people kind of do it, because you you really have to kind of like you hold the phone and you're like, eh. And like move and then or you in you slide or you move to the light right and left, it's the force uh, front facing uh, the tie time of flight sensor. Absolutely, I can't wait to see your impressions or hear your impressions. Uh, um, Mr. Commerce dumping in. Yes, the G8 is going to be a very good phone. And again, headphone jack, physical headphone jack, it will always be. It, it trumps in any way any kind of experience you could try to get right now out of Bluetooth. Bluetooth is a great process as far as being able to listen to music when you're not watching things directly. But if you're watching shows, if you're playing games, this is going to be something that headphone jack will obviously always beat. But not only that, the G8 also had a very good DAC built into it, which is one of the things that LG is known for. And I'm really hoping that they don't totally remove it from their series. I'm hoping that whatever new version of the V series that comes out in 2021, we're still able to get some type of good auto, you know, like a quad DAC, something to that effect. The V60 this year, 
honestly, they could not have done anything. Not that it could have, they've tried. Um, it really ticks off a lot of different things that a lot of us wanted from LG from the past. We have the larger 5,000 milliampere battery, a large display. Uh, they didn't go high refresh rate, but they gave you a really good 60 frames per second experience. Uh, great cameras on the front, on the back, 4K60 all around, great audio uh, microphone. So, and of course, the additional microphone in there on, on the system. So there's a lot of things to love on what we get with the V60, of course, with the headphone jack and the dual screen case if you want to be able to pick it up, pen input support, a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm really hoping we get to see and we get to see more uh, more devices from LG that still feature a headphone jack. Uh, Mr. Calmer, it's 68 degree, uh, 64 degrees in the Middle East. I'm hoping that's Fahrenheit because if that's 64, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, depending on where, yeah, depending where you are, uh, I mean, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold where wherever you're, you're going to be. It's the time of year where we're supposed to be cold. It's going to warm up a little bit more for us here in Southern California. Uh, I think was it Monday or Tuesday, closer to the 80s, uh, which is not super bad, but it's still lower than what we get in the summer. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the weather changes and 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 uh, <laughs> how do we live through this? I know it's weird. We go through heat season, earthquake season, and we also go through fire season. And now we're finally going into the winter or fall. Uh, so it's one of those interesting uh, things that we always see. And uh, thank you very much, Mr. Comer, with the super sticker. Very, very much. Um, it's always appreciated for everybody showing the support and helping out with the channel. And I, I really appreciate you guys, again, taking the time out of your day on Saturday or even if it's early Sunday um, to hang out. That's truly the the big, the big thing about the show is the, the fact that we get to hang out with each other and we talk and we get to go through some of the things and, and be it the subject that I try to go for or be it what we want to talk about. Um, IR 1980s jumping in really enjoyed the live stream on Thursday between Scott and uh, Scott Peachy and Juan Carlos. Yes. Uh, and Scott's technically speaking channel. I, Scott has a very, very interesting channel going on. I really, I, I got to meet Scott actually at a Google event a few years ago, and he's a very, very cool, very smart guy. Um, very fun to see. He's also part of Team Pixel, which I really appreciate. Uh, uh, should check it out. If anybody missed it, Juan joins the stream, I think, uh, in midway. Uh, so if you haven't had to check it out, uh, technically speaking, Scott Peachy, is, uh, he's the current host uh, of the show. Um, <laughs> American football is rugby 2.0. Oh, my God. Uh, Davin's jumping in. Uh, at, at Mr. Uh, Comer, uh, I think you added a, uh, yeah, sorry, Dan. Uh, no problem. If you get it, uh, it's about $600, which is even better. Uh, jumping back in with Aditya, also TK, the G7 is still going strong and permanent. Uh, uh, I am uh, per permanently on battery saver mode, okay, uh, but, which is not a bad deal, uh, but getting at least a day's worth worth of usage uh, at around 30 minutes video calling, uh, three hours of Wi-Fi and occasional music playing, which is actually not bad. I think, welcome back. We had a little bit of a spin uh, spin thing going on. I think at the beginning of that one, I was talking about, um, so Aditya is basically commenting, saying is the G7 is still going strong. Uh, the battery life may not last as long, but he's burning it on battery saver for the most part and still able to get about three hours worth of, uh, basically, uh, I think it was it three hours of video or just, uh, oh, yeah, three hours of uh, Wi-Fi and occasional uh, on Wi-Fi and, of course, uh, music playing. But I think the G8 is definitely due. It's 52 in Connecticut. Dude, you guys are freezing. 
So it was 55 early in the morning. I think it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's about 67 now here in LA. So we're getting warm. We're getting a little bit warm, but it's also windy, which kind of drives it in there. Um, I'm not sure which one we were. Okay. So I think Greg was responding to somebody else's comments right there. Uh, Chris Texprout um, has the Lenovo Legion, and it's his uh, and his oh, in his way he saw the dual charging. Okay, definitely we'll have to check out Texprout. Texprout actually uh, was on the uh, across the podcast not that long ago. If you guys want to check out their uh, their their live stream there, um, Mr. Commerce dumping in about six hundred dollars. Definitely. Uh, oh, here. So uh, the Lenovo Legion is very unique. Camera cameras in the middle. Okay, so now now I gotta look it up. I gotta. I got to look up the Lenovo. So Lenovo Legion. So let's go ahead and bring it up. Uh, I, I, I may be looking at the wrong. Okay, here it is. Let's see. Okay, let's see here. You know what? The Lenovo region looks a lot like the yes no no okay so hold on let me let me share my screen here share screen we're going to share the second screen and let me just do it here and here so uh sorry about that one yeah i gotta click away but it looks like the lenovo region is actually uh a very interesting device it looks like it has it took a massive inspiration from the uh uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the Red Magic 5G, the color scheme, but the cameras are in the middle. That is very unique. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not a bad spot to have. It gives you the ability of holding the phone better on both sides. Um, the the yeah, I, I want to say think think ROG phone, think Red Magic 5G, having a baby, and kind of looks like the the Lenovo Re, uh, Legion. Uh, so here, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I can't see it very well, but let me see. Do they show? No, they don't. I was hoping that they would show a picture of the... Uh, uh, I was hoping they would show us a picture of it actually uh, having the second port. Let's see here under images. Ah, here. So smartphone, introducing news. Oh, the phone dual. Here, let's see if we have some better pictures. I'm actually interested to see. So yeah, they do have the dual battery technology, one of the charging ports. And so here, you can kind of see it in the picture. The charging port is on the side, so it charges one side, and the other charging it on the other side, charging the dual batteries. So very interesting design, stereo speakers, as you can imagine. Um, really nice little clip of an of a, an accessory uh, option there, and of course, it's a gaming phone. Uh, I'm very interested about it. I, I'm I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I, I heard of, I heard of the phone, but I haven't had a chance to play with it. Um, I haven't actually had that much of a connection. The only thing. Um, Realistically, the only thing that I actually have right now that is a Lenovo specific uh, Lenovo type of a thing is actually a Chromebook, a Chromebook that I got from MediaTek. Uh, MediaTek had their uh, actually their um, their um, what's it called their fall event, I guess I would say. Uh, they announced the brand new chipsets, the 700 series, the MediaTek, uh, the Dimensity uh, 700, and those are going to be some of their new chipsets coming up on the market. So I was very excited to be part of that show. Uh, but what I really liked was. And hopefully, sorry, had to go ahead and bring it in. It's this guy. It's actually a, a Chromebook that has a detachable keyboard. 
if we can actually do it correctly and it also has a kickstand that fits on the back so basically you're able to kind of set it up in the position that you want it kind of like a, a microsoft surface uh, but it, on its own it's actually a very nice a very thin capable uh chromebook uh obviously running chrome os as you could probably see right there and I like the fact that it's easy, it comes with nice accessories, and it's portable. So I haven't had much experience with Lenovo other than that. And of course, we've had Motorola, but Motorola is, is still under technically Motorola, Motorola, not, not Lenovo, Motorola all the time. Uh, I know they're the, the sub-brand relationship, of course. Uh, but let's jump in, work back here and see we're here. Um, <laughs> Matt's jumping in said, the Lenovo Legion is ugly massive and has a side... Uh, uh, has a side uh, motorized front-facing camera. Uh, has a funny color. I want one. <laughs> I, I'm I, when I saw that, I was actually very intrigued uh, of the way it is. So I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if I decide to pick one up uh, once I'm able to sell some of my current devices in there. Um, so uh, da -da -da -da, let me double check here. I think I skipped a few. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, here it is. Uh, uh, it was 48 degrees this morning here on the east coast yeah so well it's, that's not that bad for us uh where we are in, in southern california we have a little bit more of a i would they could what they call as a desert weather where it gets uh pretty warm in the morning and it gets really cold in, uh, at night so in the winter not in the summer in the summer it just stays hot like even at night it gets basically about 67 at night or so uh but in the winter we get to be basically around 80 degrees 80 85 degrees during the day and it drops down to 35 for us at night. I've seen even where we have some frost advisories, it jumps down to 30s. So it gets pretty cold for us. So 48 degrees uh, is actually reasonable, which probably means you were in the in the 30s overnight. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you're the gaming um, you're the gaming for, uh, phone guy. Their target market. I, I honestly think Matt is the gaming phone guy. Every phone he's picked up recently has been either gaming or gaming related like the find x2 is definitely a great gaming phone but he had the rg phone 2 he went to the rg phone 3 uh if i'm not mistaken matt i think you were also playing with the black shark 3 pro uh as well which i also think is a very good gaming phone um juan carlos and i had a chance to uh to be able to check out the uh black shark 3 so hopefully uh you guys will be able to see some more content on that one uh, i didn't get a chance to see any of the black shark 3 pro though i did reach out to the black shark hopefully we'll see um 40 40 oh wow okay in fargo north dakota see that that is cold <laughs> i'm feeling cold by just saying that uh it it, it varies uh our country here in the uh, the u.s is such a vast country um we have such a a plethora of different ecosystems weather systems like one side of the country could be having storms and hurricanes and the other side of the country can be having heat waves at the same time and earthquakes that and then fires it's one thing they never say that when you go to LA. If you if you've never heard of Los Angeles, if you've never really watched the news a lot, um, I have to say the biggest surprise for me when I first came to to Southern California was the earthquakes. No one mentions them. No one talks about them. It's it's part of life. And um, I think it was back in like '93, I want to say. And in '94, the the Los Angeles area got rocked by the biggest earthquake they've had in a long time, and that was a big surprise. That was a big wake up call because it actually woke me up. It happened early enough where it was around the time where people would wake up. So it was a big life changer. Uh, but yes, earthquakes are a big, big part, and, and temperatures definitely fluctuate uh, in our in our areas. Uh, th that thing in hiatus. Yes, no, definitely. Uh, Lenovo, uh, Lenovo, oh, the Lenovo ThinkPads are good. Yes. Uh, also the yoga books. I've actually been, uh, I've had an opportunity to play around with one of their yoga books at, uh, MWC. 
about a couple of years ago, as well as uh, see some of their technologies and at the, well, the only trade show we were able to go this year, which was CES. Uh, they're definitely very, very capable. And I like the, the, their approach to technology is just my only, uh, my only thing I would say is that they, they may not have the prowess or a lot of people see them all the time. Uh, but I do have to say that I, I did end up buying a Lenovo laptop for my mom. The prices are actually pretty decent. Um, Greg's having is like, I'm having trouble, uh, getting call call of duty to launch. Uh, see if you can run it in, uh, in, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, in safe mode, safe mode would be the only other option I recommend seeing if that works. Uh, IR98, I've never owned a Chromebook. Uh, what are the main differences between Chromebook and an Android tablet? So the biggest difference within Chromebook and Android tablets right now is very small. And I say that because at one point it used to be Chromebook or Chrome OS, and then used to be Android OS. But at some point, Android, or at least the Google Play Store, as well as Android applications, start becoming options to be able to download on Chrome OS. This is why a lot of people would have, uh, I've, I've basically have tried to say, why doesn't Android take Chrome OS and make it the desktop experience on their Android devices? Meaning when you plug your phone into, a, uh, let's say, an MHL adapter to a TV, Chrome OS would launch. Uh, but to answer your question, IR1980, uh, um, the question is very simple. Chrome OS essentially is a Chrome tab. It's the Chrome browser in its entirety. So anything you run on a Chromebook runs in Chrome uh, as a basically, that's all it does. It's essentially the web experience on a PC without having to have, uh, you know, booting up time or anything. It's almost instantaneous boot up time. Very simple, very quick, uh, basically in, uh, launching applications. And it almost launches every single thing that you can do online seamlessly. Uh, the only caveat is that you cannot install programs. And I say mean programs, meaning like full-fledged programs like, uh, uh, you know, Office and so on. You'd have to download basically prior to allowing Google Play Store in, you would have had to basically use the web-based version of anything. Now you're able to download Google Play service, uh, Google applications. So you have the Google Play Store. So Office, Word, uh, downloading different applications will install and they'll run. Um, it does run them perfectly uh, and i mean by like certain games won't run the same way because you do need the phone and they're designed for more of a phone experience so even though you can download them it, they don't work all the way but from a productivity standpoint um i think it's a great productivity uh like on the on the casual like the pixel book go is still one of my favorite chromebooks uh to date uh, my son uses a chromebook on a daily uh to be able to go to school so he attends all of his classes zoom classes google meet classes um all of the things within google classroom uh, experience perfectly on a chromebook and doesn't miss a thing uh, you have the ability of supporting external displays depending on the configuration and the really really nice thing about them is they tend to be a lot less expensive than standard laptops for what you want to use them i mean if you're only going to be going online and checking things online on your laptop anyways a Chromebook is going to be more than enough. And it still gives you that same uh, form factor of a laptop, so which I really like. It. Um, Davin Davis is jumping back in. He says, I'm rocking a Flex 14 2019 with an i7 10th generation with 512 gigs of internal uh, of, uh, RAM. Uh, with Sorry, 512 uh, gigs of storage with 16 gigs of RAM combo. Uh, got uh, got a lot of plastic, but it's still very, very nice. No, absolutely. The uh, My thing with, with laptops and hardware is... If it fits the bill, if it does the job and it does it well for you, there's no reason for you not to be able to continue using it. Um, one thing that a lot of people may also look at it, I mean, you know, they see us and they see like reviewers or so on online that they tend to change things all the time. It's not that we want to change them, but it's more about just basically trying to stay current as possible. 
And the reality of the matter is, honestly, it, this this little guy, even though it's a smaller form factor, it's it's a very thin form factor, has some nice accessories, and it's not running at you know the latest Qualcomm chipset. It, and nothing, you know, obviously there are other Chromebooks that do run uh, on Qualcomm's, uh, but from a MediaTek standpoint and the availability of the way MediaTek runs as a as a as a company, it's in more devices than you think, which really surprises me every time I go into a MediaTek meeting. If you've ever used a smart Either a smart display like the uh, anything from Amazon, generally in Amazon. Uh, if you've seen uh, like a lot of those smart TVs, they use MediaTek processors. Uh, a lot of those switches that you use, the smart plugs that you get to buy, those are also running MediaTek. A lot of them do. So it's really nice to see what they're offering. And of course, uh, you know, Chromebooks are great. Uh, Lenovo is even good. Very, very nice. Uh, the Lenovo Nissan is a nice dual charger for dual batteries. Forgot that, that uh, what tech reviewers uh, reviewed uh, it, uh, the other day. Oh, TechSprout did. Yes, and I think that's what Matt was saying before. Um, Donkle Zenos uh, is saying is, uh, got the 2018 Samsung Note 9 S9 Plus wireless Dex Pro video. Uh, and uh, enhanced 2020, 30 UHD... Uh, I, I think we're I think we're, re we're we're referencing all the different uh, the, the the different refresh rates and the uh, the different resolutions. I think if I'm not mistaken, I I need to double check on that one. I don't I know that Dex supports different uh, different resolutions depending on what you're connecting it to. Um, how's the speed and stability of the uh, the uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max? So I haven't had it. I didn't. I did not play with the 12 Pro Max. I played with the 12 Pro, and honestly general user experience it's just from the ui and what i what i noticed in there honestly there's no difference between it and the and the 11 i'd say the 11 pro max that i have so playing with it and using it on a daily on as a phone this still for the most part gives me the same experience uh with the fact that they were both running 14.2 i think 14.1 or 14.2 uh, you're really not missing out the overall experience daily usability is going to be pretty much the same between the 11 series and the 12 series. I feel like the 12 series is truly the upgrade from the from the uh, iPhone X or the XS series. So if you are one of the, if you are currently running one of those devices or that generation, I think this is where really the upgrade is going to be coming in for you on the 12 Pro Max or even the 12 series. Unless you're going for the 12 mini, which is a brand new device, um, I don't see a big difference. Uh, the optics, for the most part, didn't really change much, except for the 11 Pro, the 12 Pro Max. Um, and I think at some point, hopefully, I'll be able to play with it. But at this point, I, I and we're back. So this time, actually, took a little bit longer. How bad? Um, and what I mean about that essentially is it just depends on the usability. If uh, I take that back, honestly, the 11 series is a very capable series. And if you own an 11 series, there truly is very little reasons for you to jump over to the 12 series, unless you really need 5G and you know that 5G works very good in your area. Or if you want to be able to pick up the mini, that truly is my only two reasons. But if you're running the, uh, the iPhone X or the XS, that's also a good upgrade from there. And then you'll notice a big difference. And in my opinions, the 12 Pro Max is the better one to go with, mostly because of the larger display, the larger battery. But in this situation, Apple also added the top. The optics are different. It actually gets the unique optics as well. Not just the Pro. The Pro Max has different optics, which is very, very nice. Um, Aditya says, Google tells me it's 42, 42 degrees uh, 42 Fahrenheit here. It that is cold, man. You're so it's if I'm not mistaken, Aditya, is it is it like almost about five or six? 
Celsius, if I'm not mistaken. I'm 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 like truly guessing on when it comes down to the timing right now uh, because I it, the biggest surprise I ever had when I was a kid. Uh, when I first came to the U.S., I went to school. I was going to high school, and I went into uh, to the classroom, and it was winter because we came in, I guess, later in the year. And uh, the teacher asked right across the room. He said, "Asked one of the kids. He said, uh, please set the temperature to sixty-two, or to you know to sixty-five, or something in the sixties." And I practically almost like I'm gonna say, "Wait, what do you mean sixty? You know, I'm like, to me, obviously, I'm, I was raised with Celsius. To me, that was the, the whole thing. And he and he's hitting 60. 40 is already super hot for me. What do you mean? What do you mean 60? Set it to 60. And the teacher had to explain it to me that in the U.S. we care, uh, you know, obviously now it's we. Um, we we use the, the Fahrenheit uh, system. We don't use Celsius. And obviously, it's a different temperature scale. So it kind of <laughs> drives me. Um, uh, oh, Greg's going to try to reboot. Hopefully that works out. Yes, no, definitely. I think he's still, he's referencing his Call of Duty. Um, oh, I'm ready for a Razer Phone 3. I think you and me both, man. Rafael, I, um, the Razer Phone 3, the Razer Phone series in general to me was like one of the greatest series to actually kind of go through. Razer Phone 1, Razer Phone 2 did a lot of improvements. Obviously, it's all based on the Robin. So if you guys are familiar with the original Robin and, um, but it kind of just disappeared. Uh, I mean, Razer decided to kind of terminate that that portion, or at least put it on on, a, on an indefinite hiatus. We don't know if that ever does come back. We may see a, a Razer Phone three at some point. Uh, but the Razer Phone two was definitely one of the one of the the better IPS 120 hertz refresh rate, massive battery, stereo speakers uh, of a phone that you could have, you could pick up. It didn't have a headphone jack, but it definitely answered the mail when it came to gaming on a phone with an IPS display. I mean, they started the whole 120 uh, hertz refresh rate. And of course, now we have 144 and a whole bunch of different things. But I'm really, I really would love to see an, a Razer Phone 3, of course. Um, Mr. Commerce, jumping back in, we just had a big storm uh, for two days straight from Hurricane Eta. Exactly. That, that This is, again, like those are the things that we tend to to deal with in the US where, you know, the East coast that gets all of the storms and the hurricanes West coast doesn't get a lot of those, but we get earthquakes and we get heat waves and fires. So it's like a different, like depending on where you go. And I always felt like, you know, it's such a hard thing to kind of live through, but people are resilient and, uh, and folks, you know, get through this. And of course, uh, hopefully, you know, it's not as, as bad as people were anticipating and people are able to get through and fix and get through it and, and get better. Uh, Florida gets hit with a lot of stuff. Texas gets a lot of stuff as well. It's just that the Atlantic side, it gets a lot of those things in the Pacific side. We just get the opposite. We just get all of the heat related issues. Uh, but I hope you guys are doing well, uh, Mr. Comer, of course. Uh, Virginia. Last time I was in Virginia was um, we went to uh, uh, Reston, Virginia. We were in the Reston, Virginia area, uh, closer to D.C. We were visiting the Washington D.C. for Fourth of July a couple of years ago. Uh, definitely very nice area. Uh, the Chromebook Duet, yes, the the Duet. I, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of good uh, a lot of good reviews on that one. I didn't get a chance to pick it up, but yes, definitely, it's one of the really nice ones. If you haven't had it, check it out. Um, Thanks for the in-depth uh, reply, TK. Didn't uh, does anyone know if Microsoft Team uh, Teams work well on Chromebook? Um, I want to say yeah. Uh, I think the web interface works well. Uh, you're also, like I said, you're able to download the uh, Android application if you need it. That was the other thing. It's because it supports Android, so anything that runs on it should be fine. Um, actually, speaking of which, I can probably 
uh, so yeah, let me see here actually uh, well we'll let me see if I can do it if I don't uh, I'll, I'll definitely ping you a little bit later on and uh, we'll talk more about and see if what, what works I think I just need to log into that one um, Joey B greeting TK um, uh, from from my holiday in uh, Vieques Vieques uh, I'm not sure where that is but I hope you're having a good time I, I and I hope you're staying safe that's the best thing I can say and I'm glad that you're able to take some time to you know rest you know take, do some R and R and try to hopefully recharge the batteries and get back to normal uh, Joey B how are you doing man uh, Davin Davis is jumping back in. Um, MediaTek is working on their new chip uh, that is close to the 765G for for way less money. So that's one of the things. Uh, they also teased us a little bit, right? They also talked about uh, this new chipset that's coming out. Um, MediaTek is trying to, and they're doing a great job. The dimensity shift, the shift in dimensity approach from last year's 2019, uh, the summit that we had in San Diego and this year's virtual summit, um, I have to say that they've done a lot of good work in the improvements of what they've done in the technology. They're trying to still approach it into providing you the best bang for the buck. And I think MediaTek is in that position. I mean, it's one of the other chipset manufacturers that not a lot of people talk about. But in reality, they're there. They've been there for such a long time. And uh, one of the things they also uh, factored in is obviously, you know, uh, Samsung uses them. Oppo uses them. Uh, I think Motorola uses them. Re, uh, Xiaomi uses them. So they're in a lot of different devices uh, on the market. They're not still able to compete like almost like a one-to-one. -one, uh, I would say basically uh, you can't really just jump from one to the other and say they're exactly the same yet, but they're getting a lot better. And I feel like the dimensity and every year uh, MediaTek just gets better and better. And they're doing really good in their mobile devices, especially with when they're able to bring in 5G at a much more affordable prices. Um, Joey B, I'm I am well and tan. Cheers. <laughs> oh, well, hope you're doing great, man. Oh man, always always fun. Uh, uh, oh, me too. Rained all day here. So yeah, it depends on where you are. It, um, I think it's one of those things you gotta you gotta appreciate. Rain is always nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, Aditya is jumping back in. It's yeah, TK. It's about six. Uh, you're fast with those Celsius to Fahrenheit conversions. Um, the only reason why it is this way, uh, Aditya, is because uh, somehow my mom still references temperatures in Celsius, um, but also because ninety like a, a, there's a few. It's been a while, but I've been doing this consistently when I do videos for English and Arabic channels. And when I make them in the Arabic side, they always have to say in Celsius because most Arabic viewers that are watching me are either you know Egypt, Tunisia, or any of the Arab countries. They're all Celsius or even Lebanon. So to me, those are the things I always have to, in my mind, I have to kind of know like there's just a general range. Uh, and also uh, 35 degrees Fahrenheit is zero Celsius. So if that's a, ever a good reference point for for both, that's the difference in the when it comes down to a freezing temperature. Um, Mr. Commerce, I'm thinking about getting in, uh, into gaming. Um, I got an old Z-Book. Uh, I would definitely try uh, cloud gaming. Try uh, Stadia, try uh, NVIDIA GeForce. Those are great. Um, I've been trying to play G, uh, GeForce gaming more and more. Uh, I also picked up the Stadia, um, I think it was a trial. Matt picked up the same thing. If you have YouTube Premium, you're able to pick up, I think it's a three-month Stadia, uh, Stadia Pro trial, and you can check out some of their games. It's really reasonable. And the cool thing about that also, you can play Stadia games in the browser. You don't have to download an application. Where with GeForce, especially on Android, you need to download an app. You can run Stadia games directly in the browser, and they work pretty well, especially on the Chromebook. I was actually playing some games on this Lenovo, little tiny Lenovo, and it worked really nice. Um, 
IR ninety uh, IR nineteen eighty is uh, it's eleven degrees Celsius here in the UK West Midlands, and it, it rained almost all, uh, all of the day. Uh, I miss I miss the UK. It's weird. I, I realize, and I'll say this now. I realize that from somebody that doesn't live in that weather system, when I'm talking about basically the the, the overcast, uh, the the rain, and the just over just the, I would say UK weather. Um, I miss it. I miss it. It's been a while since I've been in the UK. Last time I was there was I think last year, middle middle of the year, um, around May or so. And um, it's it's definitely a refreshing change to the LA weather. I used to I I would leave LA when it's nice and warm and, and just literally like t-shirt weather. And I go to the UK and I'm like bundled up. It's raining and it snows a little bit in there depending where you are. So it it's always nice and I appreciate the fact that um, it's always cooler. Regardless of what time of the year you go, it's always cooler temperatures. Uh, but I hope you guys are doing well. And I know, yeah, a lot of rain, uh, or rather, vice versa. Uh, the next bit, Robin, was such a cool phone. I miss mine. Um, I had I had an opportunity to play and check out and actually even work with the, the next bit, Robin guys uh, back even at the. Uh, there used to be something called the Big Android Barbecue, if you guys are familiar with it, uh, and that was one of the opportunities we had a chance to hang out with them uh, as a team. I think it was a great experiment, uh, and I think they did a lot of good, a very good approach into a providing an Android experience that was customized with applications that only basically launched if you need them. If you don't, they get to basically go into a hibernate state or they sit on the server. It was a very interesting approach. And then when Razer bought them and they took over, they just literally like almost reinvented it and brought it in as a gaming phone, which again was amazing. So I always appreciate that being there. Uh, Robin, uh, exactly. Yeah, Joey B's jumping back with that, of course. Uh, uh, absolutely, I keep forgetting. Yes, Dominic Juan is up in the, the hurricanes. Uh, the hurricanes are typhoons in Asia, so similar to the way it's basically more facing towards going towards the east coast of a certain place. The east coast of Asia, not to say that it is called the east coast, but essentially, like the when I once visited with my family, uh, we were in Hong Kong for a family reunion, and yes, typhoons just basically are massive, like shout, rain, wind, and all of that. Uh, it's basically, yeah, exactly, exactly as Dominic is saying, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so hurricanes on the east coast of the U.S. and of course they become typhoons as they go in there as they pick up more steam and from the warm water of the Pacific. Uh, Puerto Rico, uh, <laughs> uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, uh, Ronaldo's jumping in. Um, I think MediaTek will. Uh, I think MediaTek will be seen in a lot of new devices in 2021. I hope so. I really hope that they do follow through and we see a lot more. Like I said, Oppo uses them, Samsung uses them, uh, Re uh, you know, Xiaomi uses them already. So they've already had devices, uh, and like the R the R seventeen Pro that we talked about last week is actually a MediaTek processor. It's not running a, a Qualcomm, so it's definitely a more budget friendly. And they're they're trying to bridge the capabilities and the and the and the options that we see on Qualcomm chipset for the more price a price friendly uh, affordable uh, market. And like you said, Joe, if they're able to get some of the features of the seven sixty five G with the 765 and down into uh, more affordable pricing, the, the winner, you know, the users are going to be the winners, which I always appreciate. Uh, but I, I want to be able to see them in more and more uh, devices and more companies starting to work with them, especially for the U.S. market. Because if you notice, a lot of the companies I mentioned are not using them in the U.S. They're using them mostly in Europe as well as Asia. Uh, Earl Owens is saying, rainy season has started here in, uh, in Tacoma. Yeah, no. Uh, so for us, 
Los Angeles, when, so uh, if you ever hear of a, of, a, of like a, a weather system or a rain a storm system in Los Angeles, it pretty much means it rained for a few days consistently. That's how we do it. Uh, I'm not trying to make it. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but we tend to not have a lot of rain. It's a very more uh, dry, warm temperature uh, experience 90% of the time, with a few little spurts of, you know, one year we'll probably have a lot of rain. The other five years we'll probably end up having none. And we were going through a really bad drought for some time. But yes, I, I also say I hope that a lot more of our northern states in the, in like Oregon and, and Washington definitely get a lot more rain because they tend to basically a lot of that rain comes down and becomes part of the either ice pack and, or comes down as basically water for us here in Southern California. Um, next time you come over, I got to take you to uh, some of the proper fish and chips place, man. Oh, absolutely. That and some really good Donner kebab. I want to be able to get some... We haven't there for some reason Donner kebab that just UK or even in Germany in Europe in general Donner kebab is a big thing for me. It's a Turkish style uh, sliced or basically uh, not a shawarma but like close to it, uh, and it's super tasty, super delicious, and they're generally on every corner. Uh, London has a lot of them, and uh, Germany has a lot of them. But you come to the US and they're literally almost nowhere. Even if you're able to find them, they're generally so far that it's hard to get to. But definitely. Uh, Oh, wow. Yes, 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 yes. Joe, thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I keep forgetting. Uh, we're almost, let me just do this real quick here. We are almost at the two-hour mark, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, and Joe, Joe just hit me up with the TKception. Let's go ahead and do this real quick before we forget. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay, let me just bring this over here. And we're going to start off with Joe real quick. Uh, man, where is it? It could share screen. And as, as you guys remember, TKception, it is part of the show. We do it every week. Uh, and it is just a fun way to kind of close out the show or kind of trigger off the close out of the, the, you know, our podcast, which generally runs about two hours. Uh, uh, but here we are. <laughs> go it just goes to show okay so short answer i try to do the tkception and it went it went bonkers let's try it one more time uh so here we're gonna bring it add to the stream boo right there uh joe hickey taking us in with the tkception greg jumping in with us as well uh, <laughs> always always uh I hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully I, I tried, I try, I even talked to somebody at Sony and they're, they're like, sorry, not my department. I tried. I hope, I, I do hope definitely I'm able to pick up the PS5. I think that that one is, I'm really more excited about and we'll have to see, uh, Greg definitely. Oh, here, Aditya is jumping back in there as well. Thank you very much, Aditya for hanging out. Dominic Wong, as usual, always, always. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Matt Tyler, always uh, get TK a PS5. Oh, man. I, I really hope, Sony, if you're listening, if you're watching, please uh, hook hook a brother up. Uh, but uh, I definitely, TK, thank you. Ronaldo, always, always. Uh, <laughs> IR1980, frozen TKception. First time for everything. That's how that's how that's how StreamYard is doing it to us today. They were consistent for a few weeks. It was roughly every 24 minutes it would happen. This week, eh, they're playing a little bit, but uh, yeah, always, always. Uh, Davin Davis, always TKception support uh, your local businesses. Always, please, especially during these times, uh, you have there's a big big shift in the way we do business or the way we are consuming things, and 
it's impacting everybody. It's impacting especially the smaller businesses. Um, I can tell you from a personal experience, one of my favorite spots, at least here in Los Angeles, it's not close to me, which is one of the reasons I went there every once in a while, uh, but they couldn't do it during the during this time. And unfortunately, they had to close. So definitely, definitely support them. Mr. Comer, thank you. Thank you very much. A dream within a dream uh, with uh, Technicolor, aka TKception. Absolutely. Thank you, Joey. Always, always appreciate it. Um, but yes, no, this is kind of like starting to uh, symbolize the almost like the end of the show a little, a little bit. So we're around almost two hours. Uh, but to kind of bring, thing, bring, bring things back, before I forget, please, please, please make sure to check out. Uh, <laughs> do not do TKception screen grabs, especially when it goes bad. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, Double Zenos, uh, <laughs> Dongle Zenos, uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, it's one of those things that. I'm going to say this is like, I didn't really know in the morning when I woke up this morning that it was going to be this fun of a show today, hanging out with you guys on a Saturday on the 14th of November. Uh, I'd say first and foremost, I am, if anything, we are lucky and we are night, we are blessed to be able to hang out with us every, with each other every weekend. And of course, have a conversation and talk about tech and talk about things that we enjoy and just enjoy our time together. Um, I want to say this, of course, thank you to Matt, DTS. Uh, um, I didn't see Sam if he was in the chat, but if he is, uh, you know, thank you for jumping in. Um, IR, um, Ronaldo, uh, Josh Quinones, of course, Juan Carlos jumping into the comments as well, as well as, you know, Rakami TV. Uh, and if I'm, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's Mr. Q in the comments in there, just gracing our presence. Everybody, all of you guys, Joey, uh, Matt Tyler, Mr. Comer, uh, and of course, uh, everybody else. I, I, uh, oh, and Dominic, of course, I cannot forget Dominic uh, and everybody else in the IR1980, Joe, uh, and of course, Davin Davis, everybody else that decided to hang out with us and just kick back and have fun um, do well try to do as much as possible to, to be able to stay connected with all your friends and family if you haven't had a chance to talk to somebody for some time reach out say hi believe me it's one of the things that you can do uh, that will make somebody's day as and it's as simple just picking up the phone or sending a text message um, at the end of the day we are coming through it with the by the end of the year now when there's going to be it seems like there's many waves of coming you know things coming back in so be safe um, try to be, try to stay uh, as, as much as socially distancing as possible, and I hope we can get all through this. And uh, obviously, you know, stay safe and trying to get to the next level of whatever the new norm is going to be. Uh, there's a few more things coming up next week. I'm working on a couple of videos for you guys. Uh, one of which that I finished editing this morning, but I haven't had a chance to make it uh, published. I, and I'll let you know. Oh, Marilyn, hey, <laughs> Marilyn's in the chat. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice you before, but um, Fernando as well. Um, what I would probably say is just try to try to do the best that you can. And I'm the, as far as the videos, uh, there's going to be more videos coming in, more comparisons and more things. And then there is a new phone coming in that I'm really, really, really excited to be able to check out and share with you guys some of my opinions. So we'll have to see how things go. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, so for tomorrow's show, it looks like it may end up being just basically uh, Matt and Sam just kicking it, having fun. Um, I I think you guys should still check it out, uh, and we'll definitely see how it goes. But definitely, it's a lot of fun to hang out with. Uh, Marilyn, thank you for jumping in, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, and with that, we have crossed the two-hour mark. Again, be safe. Thank you very much for hanging out. Take care. And of course, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, and of course, we'll uh, we'll talk more. Uh, check me out either TK Bay on YouTube or TKDSL8655 all across the other social media. And of course, here on YouTube. I'll see you guys next time.